Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and we've had a couple of the boys from WSX stick around, uh, so we thought, you know what? We better uh, we better get a pod done with uh, a couple of the boys while they're in town. Filthy Phil joins us on the podcast, and Ben Shermeyer, otherwise known as Sheet Metal, he's mechanic uh, of our boy Chad Reed. So, yeah, we uh, decided to get him in for the pod. It was pretty fun. We just sort of sat down. We uh, did our three hours of of, uh, of the three of us just kind of chatting all things moto. These are sometimes just the most fun ones to do. We just get the boys together and uh just bs about the racing you know this podcast today is brought to you by the legends at ktm parts online if you listen to the sealy and hill podcast you would have heard us talk about ktm newcastle well this is uh, an online parts business that runs out of that dealership and anytime i've done any of my bike builds or done any parts related stuff and i need ktm genuine parts This is 100% the best place that I've found. Uh, I've been using these guys for maybe like four years, I'd say. Um, But we've never officially done any advertising stuff with these guys. But now uh, we've teamed up and if you use the code GYPSY10, and if you leave those in uh, the comment section of your order, that's going to get you 10% off. And it is really, really hard to get any kind of discount on genuine parts. And a lot of places these days, they just don't even stock genuine parts and it becomes an extremely frustrating uh, process and sometimes a bit of an ordeal. Um, But the guys at KTM Newcastle and KTM Parts Online have pretty much just taken all of the headache uh, out of buying genuine parts for your KTM, your Gas Gas, or your Husky. So these guys are unbelievable. Uh, I'm bringing you these guys as a sponsor because it is a company that I've used uh, a lot in the past, just in the background and in silence. So this is just one of those ones where it's been really, really valuable to me in the past. Um, and I just want to kind of do my bit to try and pass on, uh, not only just, I guess the contact, um, or the knowledge that these guys do what they do, but also that 10% discount. So once again, ktmpartsonline.com.au. And if you leave gypsy 10 in the comments of your order, you're going to get 10% off. 
Now, this one is exciting. We're also brought to you by the guys at Manscaped, and Manscaped is taking over Australia just in time for the holidays. Their life-changing hygiene products are now available in all Woolworths Australia retail stores. Never forget, gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to becoming the favorite family member. Make sure to swing by and pick up their signature lawnmower. Easily the most brilliant ball trimmer to bless the Australian motherland. Join 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by swinging into any Woolies on your way home. Pick up a Woolies, pick up a cooked chook, uh, and you know, you'll be... You'll be the really you'll be the man of the house at that point if you're coming home with some bread, some tomato sauce, a cooked chook, and some manscape for your missus. Because really, that's who you're doing this for. We probably couldn't care less, but it's your missus. It's going to get you in the good books. Uh, it's pretty much what I do with that. Uh, so stop into any Woolies in Australia, or if you want to show your support directly to the podcast, you can go to manscape.com. You can use the code Gypsy Gang for twenty percent off plus free shipping. So you've heard it here first, lads. Manscaped is taking over Oz. Whether you're new to the brand or already with us at Manscaped, you could use a crown jewel of care for your family jewels, and that is the Lawn Mower 3.0. It's been massive for my uh, male grooming needs. You guys see me on the podcast. I'm not exactly the most well-kept fella uh, when it comes to my hair and my beard, but trust me, Thanks to Manscaped, I definitely keep, you know, I keep the nether regions pretty tidy. Um, It's just not worth the hassle of, you know, pissing off your old lady when it comes to that. So, uh, and not just that, I use the shower gel, I use their deodorant, I use the the lip balm when I go away, I use the travel case when I go away. Um, These guys just make it extremely easy, just one-stop shop. You just pack all your Manscaped stuff, you pack your trimmer, and then everything's kind of in there. Even the foot deodorant like it, it it really is all there so once again you can either go to woolies or if you want to support the podcast directly you can go to manscape.com and get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code gypsy gang bang we are also brought to you by the guys at mx store as always you can head to mxstore.com.au if you order before 2 p.m you've missed it now as i'm reading the ads it's 201 so you've missed it you've missed the boat Tomorrow, you need to get your order in by 2 p.m. and you are going to get same-day shipping on said order. You already know that MX Store are Australia's number one dirt bike parts and accessory store. We've used them for everything. Uh, We're getting close to dropping some bike build content and a lot of that content is done uh, thanks to the guys at MX Store. So, mxstore.com.au. We are also brought to you by the guys and girls at Fist Handwear. You can head to fisthandwear.com and you can pump in the code GYPSYGANG and you are going to get 15% off your order there. If you went to Nitro World Games like us, congrats Harry, congrats Joe, congrats Top Dog, um, then you would have basically seen an absolute smorgasbord of fist gloves. Every shape, every color, every size, uh, everyone was running fist gloves. And there's a reason why. It's not because Sam has unlimited cash and he just slings it around. I wish he did a little bit more, to be honest. But the reason why he's got every single person, bar maybe literally three people uh, at Nitro Games, is because they're by far the best gloves. Even in BMX, where guys are fully anti-gloves, they run fist gloves. I've been running for about 11 years now. I 
don't think I've worn another set of gloves since I first put a set of fist handwear gloves on. And I'm constantly getting feedback of people that buy the gloves through the podcast and say just how good they are. You can be one of those people too. Head to fisthandwear.com, use the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. You're also going to get 15% off your graphics kits, your back numbers, uh, your jersey printing, uh, anything to do with making you look better on a dirt bike cosmetically. You are going to get 15% off when you use the code GYPSYGANG at rivalinkdesignco.com. Um, we've just done our Gypsy signature kit with them for our latest 350 bike build. If you type Gypsy into the search bar on their website, that's going to come up. Uh, we obviously put it on a KTM, but you can get that same Gypsy retro kit uh, for any bike that you want. Uh, selected models, of course. If you, you could probably have some random bull taco from the 50s that they're not going to have. But pretty much everything is going to be covered. Uh, once again, rivalinkdesignco.com. Uh, and thank you to Kyle at Tropical Auto Group for our awesome Isuzu D-Max. That's it from me and the ads. I really appreciate everybody for listening. I appreciate all of our sponsors for keeping the lights and the aircon on at the moment because it's super hot. Um, enjoy. From the gang an LED light. Is your headphones... No. You hear anything? Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah, got yeah, yeah. yeah, sick. All right, we rolling? Let's just check. Yeah. All right. We're on. It's like, who? You can, uh, you can like, tighten it up as well. So we got That's a mechanic high. here, so no. we should be sweet. <laughs> I didn't bring any tools. <laughs> What's your last name? Schirmeyer. Schirmeyer, okay. I didn't know that for some reason. German. All right, so we got uh, filthy Phil Nicoletti <coughs> and Ben Schirmeyer in the building. Yeah. Phil Nicoletti is actually breaking his pulp MX contract to do this. <laughs> so I appreciate the fallout that's going to happen as a result uh, of uh, becoming a trader. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. I, uh, I checked in with him, made sure you know I got a release sign and everything, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a day pass. He know? let you out of the yeah, gym yeah. mask. Yeah, he little, makes you wear a little bit of a hall pass, so he's cool with. It, so. so you got like I just imagine Phil in like his dungeon and then it's like anytime he's in studio he just like takes the fucking mask off his face yeah <laughs> takes the leather off his uh, head. that's that's definitely you Phil uh, is that where the come filthy on. Phil nickname come from because you live in Steve's basement uh, I guess again the nickname came from him so I don't know it just kind of fucking stuck and yeah more people call me filthy than Phil's and it's alright I'll run with it yeah you know? I like it you've had it forever I, I have had it forever pretty much since yeah, Steve started his deal whenever in 2011 when I met him, and then he just kind of called me Filthy Phil, and yeah, I just stuck. You well, you, well, you're here, mate, and uh, in Oz again. You've been a <laughs> yeah. bit of a mainstay in Oz. I was actually thinking about it before. Well, obviously, we started talking about you coming and doing this, and I was like, dude, Phil's like just being around in Oz. Like you were riding for you were riding for TC, yeah, yeah, for a while. Um, I yeah. think I was in America when you were doing that, so we never really crossed paths while you were on. Yeah, that it's kind of crazy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met uh, I met TC through um, when I was doing a privateer gig in 2010, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it's, it was just a bad year. And the following year, I was just going to do privateer again, making no money or whatever, living in a fifth wheel with a couple of dudes just trying to make it. And yeah, TC hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to come to Oz? You know, make some money and this and that. Pack my bags the next fucking day. I was, I was over here, you know? He, so, he's a good dude. I yeah, feel like yeah, he fits he was, your vibe. Yeah, yeah, he was cool, you know, kind of, you know, 
rugged dude doesn't give a fuck just kind of you know runs a muck and yeah and it was just yeah it's fun i had a blast so um got deported from here from Did you, you guys yeah i don't know how <laughs> fugitives deport me but yeah, you know since yeah. you guys are a bunch of convicts but well, uh, i got deported so we're even oh, <laughs> did you really oh we don't have to go uh, <laughs> yeah uh, so it's kind of uh yeah so it's kind of a bummer deal because i was going to plan on coming back yeah, um, right. but yeah so I, what I happened blast. how'd that go down no I, I just had a contract through monster at that time and at that at, during that period uh cowie's deal was to um do my sporting visa or whatever um i came on a touring visa i was here for supposed good for three months and during the time cow was supposed to handle it nothing got handled but i was just a 20 year old kid 21 maybe so i really didn't do my yeah, due diligence yeah. to follow up on it probably should have a bit irresponsible but um, uh when you're 21 yeah, yeah. No, so after eight months of being here illegally i went to um leave brisbane to head back to la and they're like yeah you're supposed to leave fucking five months ago and you i'm like, here a minute bro. yeah i'm like wait what do you mean they're just like yeah you're stamping your passport your your band seven years i'm like wait i've paid my taxes here i've done everything here my contracts and wow they didn't care so you you, know? it was seven years seven years no shit yep and i tried to peel it twice got denied and i'm like fuck it really yeah no shit yeah, so yeah it is what it is it's the way it is so you, know? you like in another universe you didn't get deported you got a sport visa and you just like ended up riding in oz for a few years yeah i mean that's kind of where i was going you know what i mean there was kind of hard to make money in the states i wasn't really that good yet or that developed you know um so it's kind of like an outlet to come down here um make decent money and i was kind of getting paid us as well so it worked mm. out and uh yeah, just like the rest of my life, it came crumbling down, <laughs> crumbling down. So I was like, fuck, you know? And then, uh, yeah, one thing led to another, and that led to 1110, and just another kind of shit storm, which kind of turns out to be a cool story, and where I met Amar, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's weird how the paths all kind of link yeah, up when you yeah, look back yeah, to the yeah. past 10 years. It's it's fucking wild. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had a situation at um, LAX and then I ended up having to basically not go to America anymore because that's sort of like where I saw like my yep. career yep. and where I was. And uh, and it's funny, Fuck. like at the time, dude, I just, I literally thought my life was over, you know, like, yeah. and, and yeah. You, you feel that in the moment, but it ended up, if that never happened, I mean, I probably would have, I would have probably still done the podcast, but I think like. I don't know. Maybe there's just some something was meant to be about it being here, and then COVID happened. And I got stuck here, and yep. then, you know. So it's, it's weird how the stars align for yeah, that stuff. You know, yeah, it's hard yeah. to see. Maybe it. it's like the thing that was yeah, the worst ends up being the best. Know. Doesn't always make sense in the moment, but yeah, it comes yeah. around. Oh yeah. man, one hundred percent. Or it's any way you have to try and fucking justify it to yourself to make have it make, make sense. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but well, yeah, it's wild. I don't so, know. so the first time we met. This is fucking so funny. You didn't actually remember this. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, we, we were filming some Red Bull shit at the Martins and it was like the day after Millville. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I actually never realized how cool the Martin brothers were. And I don't think, well, maybe now with like their YouTube stuff, people realize how dope those two dudes are. I, I think they're losers, but it's <laughs> You think everyone's a loser? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me included. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we, we were there after the national and then uh, Phil's there and they're getting ready to go on a mountain bike and we're doing like our mm-hmm. film guy thing. Mm-hmm. We're filming all the prep. We had like the side by side. So we're up on the track. We're filming them fucking riding up like so up the hills there and shit. And then, he is just complaining like the entire time like gnarly dude and then he comes back and he's like 
fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck this shit. I don't want to be a fucking racer anymore. Like, it was so brutal. So uh, that he's like midway, has like this <clears throat> this huge depression session, mm-hmm. pedals off again, and then comes back like five minutes later with just fucking blood all over his face because he's gone over the bars. That happened this weekend too. Uh, dude, oh. Yes, it did. It did. I, <laughs> Same turn of events. Yeah, fuck, they are... Uh, yeah, back then it was Osho program, yep, so it's yep. like no matter. And they what, loved it. Ah, they loved it. I deep <laughs> down, heads, deep dude. down, deep down, I loved it too. Um, <laughs> no matter what, it was it was two and a half to three hours a day bicycling after we did two forties and after nationals and three thousand feet of climb, and it's just like that's how it was. Hammer, hammer, hammer. It's the only way to get fitter. You know, kind of a dumb approach, but it made me learn what the pain cave was yeah. you know um and i've always trained with alex up to that point but germa was always on another level he's always a mutant but it was always you know germa osho me and then fucking me bringing up the coattails way in the back but uh yeah that day was bad i remember split my helmet in half was yeah. bleeding down the face i was like fuck this this is a sunday after the national maybe even a monday i, I think still, it was monday yeah we had like the, there was one day off and then yeah i was still wrecked from the weekend and we're just out there grinding doing three hours in the hills of millville or fucking vertical you, you know no you can't you can't and tv does no justice people no. have no idea no. but uh they had a little 12 mile trail that they made out through there and it was miserable millville's got this shit called itch weed and you go out there and it gets on you and you're on a bicycle and you're just scratching the shit out of yourself i, I hated it but it was still a good time it makes for good memories you oh know? dude i should have quit back then too while i was <laughs> what'd you do crash hi oh yeah i came down um right before where the old the finish line is now yeah i hit like a rain rudder or a rock and i just <laughs> fucking car wheel my brains out you know laying there looking through the valley <laughs> that was one of those days where I was just like glad to be a filmmaker yeah, yeah. and the gnarliest thing too was there was no water on the track like they didn't even bother watering the track the track was the biggest piece of shit uh, mm-hmm. and they just fucking loved it like they were living for it they were yeah. both excited to do it I was like, you guys are actually animals and like in no, in no way, shape or form do I have any pretenses that like in another life I could be those guys. Like it's just not, that's not for me. uh, People don't understand, but Jerma is actually, if he wanted to be, if he dedicated time, he could be almost a UCI mountain bike, mountain biker. Like he's, he's got, you know, the VO2 for, he's got the lactate for, like he's just, he's, he's built for it. He doesn't look like it, but he's unbelievable athlete fitness wise so i mean proves in motocross but uh in amor it's not far off but uh yeah i've had some good times with those boys and osho as well just fucking meathead that's hilarious <clears throat> the that savage dude mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. roast that went down through that day <laughs> it's like hectic like you gotta be a gnarly dude just yeah. to be around yeah. yeah those guys in those moments and it was cool because us three have completely different personalities and somehow we you know blend together it's, it's weird so those two are kind of, you know amart german and i kind of had some beef for a couple of years where we really didn't talk to each other but amart's basically like my twin brother you know so yeah. um yeah it's cool just fucking stories that'll last a lifetime you know so. what what was it between you and you and Jeremy that, that made it like uh that? it was more just life decisions at that point in time that he was making you know mm. with personal stuff um just i was just like dude i and his brother's just like listen he's my brother you know blood yeah, sick in the yeah, water which yeah, is cool yeah. you know i get that but it was just like you know just yeah personal stuff with 
chicks or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I'm yeah. like, dude, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, I don't want to be around that sort of stuff. I'm like, I'm fucking. Yeah. I'm just that type of person. I'll just fucking cut ties whether you're my mate or not. But uh, yeah. in the end, it all worked out anyway. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Fuck, yeah. I've had that with so many boys. Like nah, I, I just, never will talk about it on here. There's like so many boys, but oh, like, yeah, like I've had guys that like I speak speak to now. We're boys again, but it's like you have two years where yeah, you just don't talk just, to it them. Just and happens. You're just like, hey, yeah, dude, I'm and weird. everyone has those yeah. fucking stories. You know, it's just the way it is. It's the only thing to get in between boys is girls. Girls. <laughs> that, that's it. Only only thing that can take a guy down a chick. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. I mean, shoot. So it is what it is. Who said? Someone said something to me that was fucking. There's nothing better than a good one and nothing worse than a bad one. <laughs> yeah. And it's like so... That is that is the truth. It's the most simple the saying truth. ever, Yeah, but it's the fucking most true saying yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, it's the only thing I know to take down motocrossers, chicks and drugs. That's it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. there's like no one between. There's no one between. It's one or the other. So. Or both at the same yeah, time. Or yeah, or both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking double whammy. Oh, which, uh-huh. Wait, can you, turn, uh, can you turn Phil's mic up a tiny bit? I want to hear that sweet, sweet accent. <laughs> that sweet New York accent. That blends New York and Southern charm, I guess I got now. I've been in Charlotte for so long now, so I'm not really from New York. I yeah. still got a New York driver's license, but... Charlotte's know. a place that I really want to get to. Like, when I... Well, I Hopefully, I'll be back in the States, like, kind of early next year, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm going through the process of, like, all the visas and shit like yeah. that. But yeah, North Carolina seems like it's the it's the new hotbed. Like even it's the vegans the spot. Are there. Yeah, it's got to stop and get all these fucking people flocking there. You know, is that you can see it happening? Oh, like it's it like a oh yeah, wave. it's it's unreal. It's unreal. I've been there since 2011, and it's grown. It's like doubled in size where we live. Really? Yeah, it's mental. Because of Wygant, you reckon? Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> they all, they all <laughs> yeah, because of weed. Definitely because of weed. You know? He's such a celeb. <laughs> he is. He yeah, brings I, the people. And he's good at what he does. He's he fucking, actually is the best at what he he's does. He's one hell of a broadcaster. Just knows the ins and outs, knows all the fucking nitty gritty and what goes on, you know? And he does it in the right way to where, like, he doesn't properly blow anybody out, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So he pick and chooses the battles. So, which is one of my good friends as well. So, and Ben's is, so it's cool to see his success and stuff. I'm hoping it would be awesome to see him do the supercross side of things if it does kind of go that way um mm. i don't know how that lines up with their views but it would be bad he's been trying for a while yeah he's they sh- they should i you think know? So too. i mean he's yeah. a perfect sport you know analytic for us or analyst yeah. or whatever the fuck you call it but yeah. uh yeah i don't think there's anyone better you yeah. know just knows the history knows what's going on knows what's going on at amateurs like where else do you get that from yeah. you know so i respect that and he's a good time yeah, and he is a good time. He's a, yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorite people over there. One of the guys, like, I mean, it's funny, like, there, there's so many people that I've met since Gypsy Tales, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, nice to meet you. I mean, even with you the yeah, other yeah, day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, he's one of those guys, like, he he's known me since, like, day, like, I'd never get that, yeah, you know, yeah. with him. He's no, just he's... such, like, a solid dude since all the way yeah. back then. And I think that maybe now with this whole pro motocross felt mm-hmm. like they're joining up it kind of makes sense to have like one voice for the sport for the whole entire sense, thing you know? you know what i mean instead of splitting them you know yeah like i agree and and for me with weeds it was always same with steve he always gave me a voice you yeah. know when i didn't really have one and never kind of changed my you know 
the way I saw things, you know, it never made me try and be politically correct or yeah. whatever. So I could always kind of run a fucking tangent and do what I wanted yeah, to do. Yeah. So, and I respect that. So. Well, I think that's probably one of the cool <clears throat> things with you, like in terms of you haven't really won, well, you haven't won championships, you haven't mm -hmm. really won a lot of races, you haven't, mm -hmm. like in terms of if you just looked at purely the numbers, yeah. it probably doesn't make sense that you've got the platform that you've got. But yeah. in terms of just like being a dude that has an opinion and then integrity when you do say your opinion like you you've got a pretty dope voice in the sport and it is because of those yeah guys. yeah yeah no 100 percent. and and it's hard because when i was a kid growing up you know 15 to 20 i was kind of still same same person as i am now but people just kind of consider you as an arrogant prick you know what i mean so and i kind of had run-ins with team managers and stuff when i was a rookie because of that but over time i never changed who i was and then you meet people like steve and weege who kind of embrace how you are and kind of give you that voice or yeah. whatever like you do for people now it's just kind of and people i don't know um gel with that better you know what i mean Big instead time, of dude. fucking the normal blah 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 yada, yada, you know it's just that's not real life to me anyway, you yeah. know? So I think it's pretty, pretty badass, but I do wish I won some fucking races at least, you <laughs> well, know? That's on I you, mean, bro. You know, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we got a ways to go on that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still done my part. I feel like a little bit, you know, good races here and there and championships and stuff and, you know, kind of somewhat been in the hunt, but yeah. It's... But I like the fact that, like, for me, and I've always said this, the sport kind of has to get to a point where someone like you can be making a good living mm -hmm. and not be winning races. Like yeah. there's 40 dudes on any Supercross night and two of them win. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then you've mm -hmm. got four other podium places. And if the sport only cares about those dudes, the yeah, sport sucks. Yeah. yeah, You know, so it's like we kind of need to get to a place where a guy like you that is out there every weekend has made a career you've seen so much shit like mm -hmm. you know the martin brother stories yep. and like everything that you've been through and racing around the world like you should have a legitimate voice in the sport 100 percent. and i think that's what's cool about your guys shows is it brings out that sort of stuff so and people connect with it and sponsors see that and it's just like that has a value and it's yeah it's I myself still want to do really good racing, which I still think I do, but yeah. you know, off the track and other stuff, like people want to see that almost sometimes more than what the fuck really goes on the track, you know? So it's a double-edged sword though. Cause you still need both. You yeah, know, yeah, you need yeah. to have the off the track and you still need to have the results. Cause if you don't, you're fucking dead in the water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about world supercross. Mm -hmm, yeah. What was the, what was your impression of the weekend? I personally had a great weekend. <laughs> Um, I've been pedaling the bike. People think I've been being paid by World Supercross. I'm not. Uh, but I had a fucking sick weekend. I think I've been to a lot of Supercross races. That mm -hmm. one was a fun one to be at. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, the event is awesome. I love the event. The vibe, the cool, you know. For me, racing, I didn't like the racing. The racing tracks are too basic. Every time Dick Canary can go fast, there's not much separation. Just too many nineties. Too as well. yeah. Too, that was yeah. Just not only, short start straight. Yeah, short start rate. No berms. You can't turn in and out of anything. You just nothing really develops. And it, and I'm in the 250 class, so it's just like the yards chaos. Can't, legit, yeah. it's yeah. legit chaos. You know, four wide off jumps and people going left, right, and center. <clears> I'm like, listen. I'm too old to be dealing with this sort of <laughs> shit. Like you watch the 450 guys, yeah, they had pileups in the first corners. 
somewhat intentionally, but... Oh, I, I completely forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Bookmark that. Let's come back to it. <laughs> Some intentionally, but uh, they all just form in and, you know, they go into the second corner and they're not fucking ass-packing each other. Where the 250 class is just like, dude, they're trying to thread needles where you can't thread. You yeah, know? yeah, and yeah. Square four, hole real yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the 450 guys kind of wait and let things settle in and... I appreciate that, and I miss that in the 450 class. You know, when I was doing Supercross, the 250 class is just like, like I said. We well, only have six laps. And yeah, it's yeah, but six laps, There's everyone's <clears throat> going to make the same amount of money. You know what I mean? From 7th to 15th, I think the difference is $400. It's not worth trying to kill somebody cross-jumping off metal ramps and shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, just, just wait two laps. Let it come to your own, you know, but... But as far as the event, the way everything's run, fuck, I had a blast. Yeah. It was it was rad. It was cool to go to Cardiff, see all the fans, come to Melbourne, see all the fans here. I, I respect the series, and I respect it in the sense because it brings competition, and it raises the bar for any part of the world that you're in racing, whether it's the U.S., Europe, or yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Ben, what did, what did you think about the weekend? Yeah, the event was good. Yeah. It was run good. Unfortunately, like the MDK team, we lost all our riders. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> so good. That wasn't ideal. <laughs> there was a lot of weird crashes and stuff. Yeah. A lot of flat tires. Derek's but, crash was weird. Yeah. Yeah. He got like, a flat yeah. tire and spun off the dragon and then shot off the side. Yeah. Um, but as far as the event, the event was good. Those guys were good to work with. They were open to suggestions and changes and they did make some adjustments between the two rounds, so I think there's definitely good potential there. Yeah. And just that, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever talked on this on other stuff, but they have this thing called the stack app. It's like, you know, for the whole paddock basically is what it's for. And everything that gets put out series wise goes on this app. So every rider, every team manager, mechanic, they get it. Everyone gets it at the same time. So it's kind of on you if you don't hear about something because no matter what it's on that app you just got to look for it type it in and boom it's yeah. there i wish kind of the states had that same sort of thing where you don't have to call somebody you don't have to yeah, you're not somebody. relying on somebody else yeah, yeah it's just like you can kind of take your own initiative and find out what the fuck's going on so that yeah. was pretty rad yeah. you know like all the way down to the after party saturday night you know what i mean location where it's at time you know when the drinks free drinks run out you know it's all it's all on there so yeah that was cool makes it easy yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely it's definitely like different, you know. And I, I think a lot of people. Uh, another thing to maybe address as well that like I because I see I just get fucking thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of comments, mm-hmm. and I do my best to like yeah. read because I just want to gauge. Mm-hmm. I want to know what people think about shit. Like I've got my own opinions, and then I like I try to not be swayed by the yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. But it's like at the same time I still want to know what the crowd thinks because mm-hmm. they pay the bills though. Oh, yeah. the crowd pays the bills. Yeah, for sure. Said, but so. I mean, they might be getting stuff wrong. Yeah. You know, they might yeah. have, like, we got more information than what the average <laughs> punter has. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how many people are actually insanely knowledgeable at running a World Series. There's just all these people <laughs> that don't even have fucking pictures <laughs> yeah. on, their, uh, on, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. on their YouTube. Yeah, 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 they've yeah, never yeah, worked yeah. in a motorcycle day yeah, in their yeah. life. Yeah. They're, they're fucking <laughs> experts in international <laughs> yeah, racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Track building and dealing with stadiums yeah, and when yeah. dirt can get hauled in. It's just like, dude, the, the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes of this fucking wild i don't even know yeah. how any of it even makes sense to be honest with you but it's crazy the turnout know? looked good i didn't hear a number did you so twenty thousand friday night 
which yeah. is like crazy because that's just a, a yeah domestic that's yeah, the yeah, Aussie yeah, championship yeah. and that was great racing dude like that 450 main Aaron Tanney and JB that was like, a really good race through the, them and the heat and then yep, the main yep, as well it was like good. that was it dope was good. when Tanny went through the mechanics area there yeah yeah oh, yeah and fuck. then he pushed JB off the fucking track yep. at one point as yeah. well like, yeah he was riding well if those whoops were normal whoops, Tanty would not be alive. <laughs> would not yeah. be, wouldn't be alive. Can you, know? you imagine if they re-racked the gate? Like if there was another race on and they'd re-racked the gate, dude. dude. Like you're getting fucking. Oh yes, you're getting like, airborne. Yeah, adios amigo. Yeah, that would have been bad. They actually had that happen one time at uh, Montreal Supercross a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. They had these side by sides and they had the gate up. Cool. The side by side came, drifted a little wide, fucking mowed the gate. It <laughs> <laughs> is wild. So yeah, it's kind of a good call that they didn't. Yeah, KB almost got murdered by that thing. Uh, she was standing like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Her eyes yeah. must have been like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> dude, yeah, you don't want. She ain't built for a nah, nah. <laughs> Nobody is nah. with a nine gear. Uh, <laughs> dude, I got my first ever <laughs> national filming was uh, two thousand and seven or eight. And it was the time that Chad Reed came back and wrote, mm-hmm. Chad Reed, said that like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it was the time Chad <laughs> came back and, uh, and did the national in Newcastle. And it was like a full mutter. Daryl Hurley got the whole shot, didn't break, and then fucking cleaned me out, dude. And I'm like standing, I was like 18 with my video camera. And I did a straight front flip over uh, fucking landed. And it was like I was getting uh, thrown in a pool with my yeah, phone. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like trying to save, trying to yeah, like yeah, save, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. save my camera. Yeah, it's like he, falling with your beer and you just save the yeah, beer, you yeah. know? And then he ended, up, uh, he ended up signing his front plate for me and gave me the front plate. <laughs> it's still in my dad's shed. That's but, uh, awesome. Yeah, you just don't want that happening too many times. In no, no. Didn't you land on Garth at High Point? I did land on Garth. Dude, yeah. I was gonna say Garth has I had fucking, like a gnarly. Yeah, I fucking crushed Garth. Yeah, I went down in the. Oh, it was so bad. I couldn't I remember race that. after I was wrecked. I went down in the first corner, and someone ran over my front brake, my front brake caliper, and somehow it spun my front brake discard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it pushed, yeah. and it kept the caliper yeah, pushed kept, over, so you had the, no front brake. Yeah. So, and I came down the hill <laughs> after high point, and there's an inside roll, and I come down wide glide because I'm going bad shit crazy and I fucking went to pull my front brake in not there and front brake does 70% of your fucking stopping I hit this fucking single endoed launch off the berm and then do guards there just fucking looking the other way and I got my skid plate yeah I got my JGR 450 wide open and then last second he just looks and I fucking crushed him he went out on the medic and yeah it kind of fucked him up yeah yeah it was a little bit I and then I'm like dude I I was wrecked. I couldn't even ride. His fucking credential was hanging on my <laughs> titan- <laughs> titanium foot peg, which is like a bear trap. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, dang. I'm like, Dude, his, his name actually does not get brought up enough on this podcast. Uh, not enough people awesome. know <laughs> no. how much of a badass he's motherfucker awesome. Goth Malone nah, is. Him and Swanberg are just fucking... Jeez. Yeah, awesome. Straight they are so geez. good, so good at what they do, yeah. you know? Like, they just know how to get the angle they've been around the game for a long time doesn't matter what sport or whatever they do they're awesome did you know? garth as well so like i actually because of all the red bull filming that i did mm-hmm. so he was pretty much the photographer on any of like the biggest stuff mm-hmm. that, that we would do so i got to spend so much time with him uh in the time that i was living there and god damn he's just one of the best dudes of all time yeah him and um 
how do you pronounce this company? Uh, uh, starts with an O. Octopi. Yeah, Octopi. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. I think they're the best. Yeah, they are. So I don't know how they do it though. They're just animals, bro. Week after week, they're yeah. just fucking grinding. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. Walk around races, taking pictures. Oh fuck. They just love it though, man. You know, like, but some of the shit that I think in jobs like that, some of the shit that he's captured is just history. Yep. Like, there's yeah, just no sure. one. Yeah, yeah. That's, no those photos no, will just never, no. they'll he's, never die. You nice. know? He's one of the all time greats of it. You like, know? This, the scrub when, when we did that, uh, I did like that super slow mo shit of James mm-hmm, scrubbing mm-hmm, that's on the Suzuki mm-hmm. at and, his house. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then so, Garth got all those pictures. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just like time. Like that, that shit. No, like James yeah. can't. for every, no. Yeah, you know. That's all time photos. But yeah, know? so getting back to the soupy thing there, the one thing that people are saying that's just like my ultimate kind of piss off at, the, at this point is like, mm-hmm. well, it's two rounds, you can't call the World Series. And it's just like, okay, so what do you call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are we supposed, I mean, it, what are we supposed it, it, to yeah, call yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I get the point, but yeah, it's yeah. like, we can't no. call it another thing. Do we call it the, it's not a world, it's almost a world championship or it will be a world championship next year? Yeah. It's almost to me, it's got like exhibition type vibes to it at the moment, you know, just because it is two rounds, you know. So I get the the flawed of calling it a world championship. Even the guys winning it, I think, yeah, laugh at calling it a world championship, but uh it's got to fucking start somewhere. That's yeah. kind of the point, <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. What I mean, like... Rome like, wasn't built overnight, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, they got to work the fucking kinks out. And I think the, for the first two races, for the way everything was run, fuck, I think it was it was good. You know, yeah, maybe broadcast-wise, it was kind of cheesy, and the onboard cameras fucking sucked, but... I heard people bitching about the broadcast, but I didn't really personally watch it, so I can't yeah, say like on it, that. Yeah, it, it all get better. It's the first time it's really going down you know what i mean you gotta yeah. think ama and you know you look at the ama outdoors you could hardly we had the greatest championships ever this year and you could hardly watch it yeah you know so it's and just they've like, been running that shit for fucking 50 yeah. years you know yeah and it's kind of like you know and supercross too it's got it you know it's been around for years a lot more money behind it and they've yeah they worked out the kinks so it next year I would assume it would be better. You yeah. know, they can't make a whole lot of changes within two weeks when they got to ship shit around. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of fucking cut and dry, run the two, work the kinks out later over the off season, figure it out. Yeah. And then I think it, there's just like nothing you can call it, you know, like because yeah. for their marketing for next year. <laughs> so like you've, those two rounds, they had hundreds of cameramen mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's one thing that these guys do better than anyone else mm-hmm. from the Oz X race. I mean, you've been over here so yeah. many times to like those Oz X races. Mm-hmm. So it's like that one thing they do better than anyone else is like tell the story. Yeah. And it's like, I think people need to just wait, essentially just like shut the fuck up for a little minute. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, wait yeah, for yeah. like, yeah. this was the pilot season. Yeah. And then it's like, you just, you shouldn't shit on something that's like building. Yeah. Because next year, like if they don't call it a world championship this year and they don't have the world championship trophy and all that footage they can't then use for next year yeah yeah you know and it's like it's going to be 8 to 10 rounds next year like there's probably going to be a couple rounds in the Middle East Japan Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. Europe one round in Australia Mm -hmm. like that's it's about as legit of a world championship that you can get so it's like if they don't call it that this year then they can't use it for next year so then it's not a world championship they don't have any assets until year 3 it's like, mm-hmm. hey guys, mm-hmm. you just all got to chill and just see that like this is like a 
we're throwing the ball down the field and the receiver's running yeah. and like next year they're going to catch the ball yeah. and score the yeah. touchdown. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. 100%. The, the only downfall that I, I have or I see is how do you, because all the teams made money. They made money this year. They made quite a bit of money for two rounds. I get that. But next year the money's not the same. Yeah. Well, if they do eight to 10 rounds and they want to pay riders and do all this sort of stuff, like I'm just talking from a business team's yeah. point, yeah. point, how are they going to pay? How can they? How can a team sell the World Supercross to a sponsor? That's that's going to be a kicker because still it's going to be a million dollars for a team to run World Supercross. You want guys like Ken and this and that, yeah. And the series can't pay guys like that any technically anymore, you mm-hmm. know, to bring attention. How are teams going to afford a guy like that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. The don't, problem right now is that there's no info for next year, so. How do you go sell a sponsorship to somebody right now? Yeah, it's going to be tough with nothing on paper. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that I think that next year they're still going to have to support the like teams. I, st- I don't think that they can just be like, right, the pilot season's done. No, like, we're, they we're pulling they, back. But they they locked in the teams when they signed their contract because you know it's like a you charter probably know system. a bit more about you, yeah about yeah. I mean, I know I, I know quite a bit too. about it just because I am tied with the guys at club and I'm tied with a couple other team owners as well yeah you know they make uh every year they make a set amount of money but each year it goes down for like you know four years or yeah, whatever yeah, and next yeah. year's not as much as it was this year so how and you can't run a race team on the money that was given and yeah. especially if you want good guys yeah. you know and to pay good mechanics to go that logic is a bit flawed you know in my opinion i don't know how they're going to do that and how a team goes and sells yeah. a world supercross for a million dollar title sponsor yeah. if they even get that i don't know if they can even sell for two hundred thousand dollars yeah it's quite tough at the moment so yeah. it's going to be have to there's going to be some serious talks about that so yeah yeah no so, hey I, I agree like i definitely don't think it's uh i don't think it's like fully I don't think everyone's out of the woods. Like, yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot yeah, of people it's... that still need to work on some shit. I think the the thing that we're all very used to dipping into the same pie, yeah, though. Yeah, that's the problem. And, and uh, But I think that it's sort of with this now, like, you can kind of... So, like, the the thing, and Peter Adenen was in mm-hmm. it yesterday, and he's a guy that it owns, like, a fucking yeah, yeah. crazy car. <laughs> yeah. like, he knows that, you know... Yeah, he knows, he knows a thing or two about business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like he said, you know, you've now got this global series... So now you get global budgets. And I think, so you look at a guy like Kenny, right? So mm-hmm. it's US Red Bull. So like, that's where he gets his money from. And yep. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he gets money from other places. Like, I don't know his Red mm-hmm. Bull deal. But you look at a guy like Jack Miller, or you look at Fabio Quattararo, or you look at Valentino Rossi, mm-hmm. like Lewis Hamilton. So they're pulling for those riders sign-ons from every single monster budget around the, the world. world. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, that's where I think it's like, I, I know what you're saying, but mm-hmm. we're also now playing in like a different kind of, a different field in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like, and that's kind of been one of the frustrations for me is that people are like shutting it down based off that kind of thinking mm-hmm. of like, well, Club MX, like Club MX is like this fucking local team that's run out of, yeah. um, you know, look like North Carolina, yeah. wherever you guys mm-hmm. are. And it's like, okay, well, the world's way bigger than that. Yeah, you know? yeah, And if yeah. you start to get like a, uh, you know, like a Patronus, like Patronus, they're not just in America or mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's the... Um, worldwide. Yeah. That, so there's like companies that are worldwide companies. And then all of a sudden you start to, you need a million bucks, then you're only pulling a hundred grand from 10 different regions. 
So it's like, it's just a different ball game. And mm-hmm. you're right. Like they yeah. need to lock in the, the dates and they need yeah. to kind of like lock <laughs> yeah. that yeah. in. But I think that as it's, we go forward, you're starting to pull from a lot of different markets and you've got, it, Ken goes to all these different companies as a Red Bull athlete. Then I think you can start to ask Red Bull in those mm-hmm. countries for that money. See, you know? Yeah. Which is, so me and Ben, so I was with JGR for five years, long time. They were like family, Koi and J-Bone and all those guys. And it was awesome. And Ben was there for a long time as well. On the sponsor side, you know, for people that don't know, Joe Gibbs Racing is one of the biggest, massive, massive yeah. companies for NASCAR. Like they deal with millions and millions and millions of dollars. For them, and Ben can attest, it was hard for them to even get a company to sponsor a cup race for, you know, for a certain amount of money and they get the motocross team for free, mm. you know? They didn't even want it. You know, so it's like, how can you, I mean, and that's, that's for the U S you know, 300 million people. And now we're going to try and do that globally, you know, like, mm. I don't know. It seems kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, it is. Like, and they got people working on sponsorships all the time. Yeah. Like I just, and that's why everyone tries <laughs> to cut from the same cloth with sponsorships because yeah. it's yeah. hard to go out and sell to a mainstream company, CEO, pitch them, you know? dirt bike racing yeah and but you know it's hard because our sport is one of the baddest in the world yeah but it's hard it's hard to sell it dude raha brought up a cool point today which i kind of hadn't really thought about either i just think that and what he thinks and i kind of agreed with what he was Mm -hmm. saying is that like golf is kind of lame and everyone you know it's like a lot like a lot everyone goes and does it like why (laughs) Because the top guys I are getting paid beer. millions and millions yeah. and millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and you wanna you wanna watch the final hole of a of a golf tournament because that putt's worth like three, four, five million dollars, yeah. and people know that. You know what I mean? People yeah. are like kind of tuned it. They know that the stakes are high, and I think that one of the things that Colby was saying, which was actually kind of cool, is like Moto dudes. It looks like a fucking carnival. Mm-hmm. you know it just looks it's hard to sort of know what it is and then you're like oh so what are these guys getting paid and it's like oh that dude Phil Nicoletti he's like one of the baddest motherfuckers alive mm-hmm. like he's probably getting like maybe if he gets a hundred grand out of this series like <laughs> yeah. he's That's, cheering yeah and it's like dude there's people that do podcasts in about the sport and you know fucking journalists that mm-hmm. make more money than most mm-hmm. of the writers no, yeah 100%. so it's just like something's fucked up something's, something's fucked, fucked up something's in that fucked up. in that lane when you've got essentially journalists that would be making more money than the writers that they're covering no, oh no. yeah and then you tell the people that the writers still have to pay their entry fee yeah, it's like it's, there's so I just think like the whole economics of the sport it needs a really massive massive shake up yeah and it's I don't even know how we get on this tangent but it's it's all the top guys the Reedies, the Kennys Carmichael's, Wyndham's, those guys, it's not the Phil Nicoletti's that are the spokespeople. I'll say it because I don't care, but you need those guys to get together to change anything, yeah. you know? Like, that's they're the people that have the voice that have done something to actually make the change in the sport. Yeah. The but problem, no one will get together. No, no one will ever get together on it. Yeah. No one, and it and it's a shame. But you need, you know, the RVs, the Dungeons to be like, all right, fuck it, this is, it's enough. You know, just for the next kids coming up in the next 15 years. Like, yeah, I get it. You, they've made their money. You know what yeah. I mean? So do something to help the sport grow. Make it global. You yeah. know, turn it into it so people can get paid and not have to, you know. 
you can get down a rabbit hole with it all, but those are the people that need to help get this shit changed. Yeah, you know? I do. And, and I think that it's like a, it's always been taboo to talk about it. And then, yeah. And then you get the people. And I wonder too if like, cause realistically, Moto is, it's like the third world country mm-hmm. of motorsports. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, we're, I'm a fucking, I come from nothing. Yeah. Like I'm not a, Same you, you yeah. come from nothing. You know, yeah. we're, we're not, it's not like a rich kid sport. No. And then I think that there's also a point where even guys like Ken, like you never hear guys talk about how much money they make. Mm-hmm. No one ever hears about the contracts. No one ever hears about the big deals. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's almost a point where they use the example with Colby of um, Kenny pulling up to the press conference conference in that crazy Honda and the suit mm-hmm. and then and a bridling mm-hmm. watch. And then people mm-hmm. are like shitting on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, wait a second. Why shouldn't he be rich? Like, if you're someone that can do something that yeah. nobody else in the world can do, and you're one of those people, mm-hmm. you're one of mm-hmm. you are one of those people that can do something that no one else in the world can do. I agree. You should be fucking rich for that, <laughs> and then it, and then it shouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. that you're rich mm-hmm. for that. It should be aspire, inspiring to the to the yeah. kids. Like, look at fucking rappers. No mm-hmm. one's mad at rappers because they flashed cash no, around. Yeah, it's no. like it's inspiring no. for like young black kids in the hood that could never fucking. They could never mm-hmm. even dream of that, mm-hmm. you know, by going to mm-hmm. university or whatever yeah. it is. Then it's just like, you've got these guys, it's like this aspirational yeah. thing. And in moto, it seems like as soon as anyone's making a bit of money, then you want to shit on them. And then that makes the guys at the top want to like mm-hmm. keep it quiet and mm-hmm. drive a truck. Like, dude, Dunn's drove yeah. the same truck his entire fucking career. Yeah. It's like people <laughs> have to hide the money that they're making. Yeah. And culturally, yeah. to me, that seems fucked up. Yeah. That if those guys feel like they can't dress nice, they feel like they can't have a fucking Rolex. Yeah. Like a Rolex, by the way, makes you money. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like it's a dumb thing to yeah, buy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I've... we just, we, we're shitting on like the wrong thing. We, we shouldn't be shitting on them making money. We should be shitting on them not making money. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's always hard because, you know, those types of guys, RVs, McGrath, Dunge, Carmichael, they all came from nothing as well. So yeah. maybe they just have a different perception on life. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't yeah. have to, kind of ball out or whatever which I respect it but I do wish since they have come from nothing and they've made something in a sport that we all love together and the next 5 or 12 year old kid wants to do the same thing like why not help change so they can maybe have a faster trajectory to get to where they're at you know what I mean or make it more worthwhile if they are an 8th place 250F guy you know in Supercross where that's not worth a whole lot right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not worth. It's, <laughs> well, you it's got like a two-year lifespan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the sport's in that bad of a place yes. where and this is the other thing where I just didn't get the criticism for World Supercross. Like you look at the guys that were on the podium. Mm-hmm. It was Max Anstey, Joey Savacci, and mm-hmm. um, and fucking why am I blanking on who else was up there uh, Shane? the other night? Yeah, yeah Shane, Shane. Nakara. They got fucked over in their rides this year. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. what do they do? Work construction. <clears throat> baddest motherfuckers in the world yep. they just got they got to go get a job because there's just not enough seats at a table and then we've yeah. got we've got 40 more seats now at this at this table and then we're shitting on this table yeah no I, I agree what it makes yeah. doesn't make any sense you know and I think that's the problem um, I just don't know I don't know how to make it work with money wise you yeah. know for world yeah. supercross and pay two rounds it's okay the next eight to ten I don't know 
Yeah, I just don't know how it works. Do you know what the teams are responding? Oh, sorry, were you going to say something? Uh, I think next year will be the toughest year for World Supercross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they can get through next year, I think it'll be on a path of going up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they've got enough money in the bank behind them <clears throat> to make sure that we see like five years of this shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what it's going to take. You know, yeah. like, I think that the teams should definitely like want to stand on their own as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think that. I think that if the WSX guys do their job properly, then it'll be a lot easier for these teams to kind of make that money. But again, it's like we just don't we don't need muck off. Like muck off shouldn't be paying the bills, <laughs> or you know, like a graphics company yeah. shouldn't be paying the bills. It shouldn't be Alpine Stars paying the bills. It's like mm-hmm. we're get, we're going to Cardiff had thirty five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Melbourne had 50 over the you know 55 over the two nights it's like there's a lot of people there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of exposure coming out of it mm-hmm. I think they'll broadcast like 200 and something countries mm-hmm. for the you know for the broadcast like mm-hmm. it's legit in terms of the, the platform um, I just think we need that we just need to be thinking about different brands you know and yeah. for the team owners need to be thinking about those different brands and I don't know maybe it's up to the world SX like Amazon Web Services sponsored the event mm-hmm yeah, I saw yeah, which is I'm crazy. Like, yeah, I was like, isn't that the Amazon logo? Yeah, yeah. Was, a bunch of people. Yeah, were saying I, was like, that. Yeah. I, I mean, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I just don't know how because World Supercross pays the teams. Yeah. Okay. Then teams can be like, okay, we'll divvy divvy out the money. Well, sometimes the money ain't worth it to go racing. You know, yeah. it depends how much the team really wants to pocket because mm. if they can't get title sponsorship to make it worthwhile it doesn't make sense yeah. for me it made sense to come yeah i made some money doing it of course but it's fxr it's 60 it's motorsport it's all the you know um sponsors in the sport that actually support me to go racing yeah that's yeah. it it's not an outside sponsor yeah. you know if club didn't want to sign the charter or whatever to come race we we wouldn't be here yeah you know but i don't know how club will do it next year yeah. if they can't get more funding more racing because for Muckoff's standpoint, they wanted to hold off on the World Supercross thing because they didn't really know how it's going to turn out. You yeah. know what I mean? If it wasn't for FXR, you know, and club putting in more money to come, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a bit of a flaw with the the concept of the money and stuff like that. It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see. I guess just like with the logistics and and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, to see like Amazon Web Services on their year one and like it's pretty pretty fucking cool you know that sort of shows that there is like that outside mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. interest and yeah I mean I don't know whether it's like the, the WSX guys <laughs> need to kind of like help the teams and like really try and get some sponsors and like place sponsors on a team be like yeah. hey club we've got these guys like yeah, you, guys, you guys might, take might, it from here like this is a great team they're gonna have these riders I think that's what's gonna have to happen because it's know. not like some of these smaller teams just ring up Amazon and be like, hey, we're racing dirt bikes. Yeah. Sponsor us. Like They'll be like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and so, that, that's exactly right. It's, yeah. it's like maybe it can't be up to... Because traditionally, they haven't been able to do it in the past. Any, like you said, yeah. like yeah. JGR Yeah, or just something impossible. Like yeah, they couldn't... They couldn't... I, I might have said it wrong when I said it earlier, but like, they... No, they, I heard the same yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they yeah. couldn't give away a cup sponsorship to sponsor, you know, a cup race to sponsor outdoors for 300 grand or whatever. You yeah. know, or I for think, again, it's it like, speaks to this <laughs> being a domestic series. Because it's like, mm-hmm. if you're in NASCAR, because, like, what companies look out from a sponsorship thing? Like, all right, for me, for example, Manscaped. Mm-hmm. They come to me and they go, what country is your biggest country? And what age are your listeners? Mm-hmm. That's it. And then they send me a code. And then people need to use that code 
and if they pay me five grand, mm-hmm. I need to sell minimum five grand worth of shit mm-hmm. every time that they do Trying that that charity. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the if you go to NASCAR and then you say, all right, our biggest country is America, and then our age group is this to this, mm-hmm. and then you go, mm-hmm. um, we've also got this Supercross team and it's in America, and then our age group's this to this. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, it's the fucking same shit, like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What what are we sort of doing mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think that maybe that's a, the thing people are, are not thinking about is, you know, you start going to these bigger countries and then you go to Shell. Shell's in every country. It's like yep. we need a million dollars from Shell. We need fuel to race dirt bikes. Blah blah. blah. You need fuel for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go. We need, we're going to Australia. We're going to the Middle East. We're going to. And I mean, dude, hit up fucking like the the there's crazy countries over there yep. it's crazy well like if you're going to those places that they've yep. never had this sport like mm-hmm. surely there's yeah, people yeah, yeah. that are there yeah, like that can connect with that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. people just need to start thinking like mm-hmm. thinking globally mm-hmm. instead of just thinking locally and and it's a it's a fucking tough sell and how much competition is there for that time in America I don't know fuck it's it's kind of my it's it's aggravating for me honestly um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, but back to it, like you said, it's another spot for forty more people. Yeah, you know. So if they can get it to where people can have more money, or people in the two fifty class, I point out, like Shane, yeah, who yeah, can't yeah. get a four fifty yeah. spot. It's like, dude, because Shane's a badass rider, crazy, you know? good. crazy good. But he just hasn't had that shot in the four fifty class to where he can really show his potential. Um, Look at Joey on the weekend. Yeah. Dude, that was mental bro. Joey doesn't have a ride next year yeah how crazy is that but he's, I think that then you double down on World Supercross and then right? and yeah. for me I never knew jo- Joey growing up like he's you know a little bit younger but I never really liked his personality I always kind of thought he was he was always great. a bit of a shithead yeah 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 like I just didn't like him but this weekend was actually the first time I've ever been able to talk mm-hmm. to him he's actually okay but I think he's realized <clears> you know his media presence has to change he has to open up and he's actually a pretty cool dude but yeah. he's a badass motherfucker and he doesn't have a ride yeah it's like dude he just podiumed in outdoors last year he got multiple top fives it's just yeah. like how does that make sense well <laughs> it's a it's a game of duck duck goose yeah and there's a lot of fucking you know what i mean like there's well i guess musical chair is probably the better yeah the better yeah thing. and it's just like you've got this crazy pool of riders like way more riders. like even i think about there's so so many guys that you could say that came out of amateurs in like the last few years mm-hmm. that they've had like a two year crack at it and then they've just been nowhere and there's like so many guys on the bot like dude we almost lost RJ Hampshire mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. he was almost fucking out of it you got like Jalik Swole you've got you know so many guys that they're on the bubble now for like if they don't win and guess what like Jet Lawrence is winning again next year I yeah. fucking hate to tell yeah. everybody this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you're on that coast then you're just not winning yeah. so like if you need to win to keep your ride don't race him guess what there's gonna be a lot of people that have to race here yeah you know so it's like you we need this shit and i think that the other cool thing so like aaron tanny he went and raced in the u.s granted he's come a long way in like the last 12 months Mm -hmm. you're not getting a chance to see him be able to like do what he did the other night like he almost beat brayton in a 450 Mm -hmm. main event and then he beat Shane, he beat Max Anstey, like he beat a bunch of dudes in one of those races. He would have been uh, way more in the hunt mm-hmm. for the overall if mm-hmm. uh, if Bogle didn't crash in front of him in the second one. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you, you're getting a chance to see that dude now. 
and there's 50,000 people that watched him race on, race on both nights, they're like a fan of his. Yep. And then Shane McElrath, when he comes back next year, they're a fan of his. And mm-hmm. Joey Savacci. And people mm-hmm. say like, oh, but they're not going to get any of the big names. And it's like, well, you care about the big yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. people that were in these stadiums in Cardiff mm-hmm. and in Melbourne, mm-hmm. that's a big name. Yeah, yeah. That's a big name yeah. to them now. Yeah. yeah. The problem is with that, with Tanti and those types of guys, and because I went to Canada and raced for uh, two years, they if they come to the States, it's over. Yeah. You know, like there's just not, it's not possible. They're better off staying a big fish in a small pond, yeah. make your money, collect your paycheck. Because if you come to the States and you fail, you're getting swallowed you're up. You're getting yeah. swallowed up and spit the fuck out, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. forget and, it. And it doesn't take long. No, it does not take, it does not take <clears> long. As soon as you have one bad race, it leads to another bad race and the fucking, yeah, everything's off the tracks. And that's why, you know, Colton Fasciati was six-time Canadian champ. That's why they stayed up there because they can make money. They can yeah. just constantly make a good paycheck, and they didn't want to leave. You know, I I respect that. You know, if it was me, I'd still be in Canada right now if it wasn't for COVID, racing, enjoying it, and making okay money. You yeah. know, stay where you're at. Stay the big fish in the small pond until there's enough places for you to go to where it makes it makes sense yeah you yeah. know why would you want to make you know let's say he makes 150 odds here why would you want to go to the states and struggle and make 40k or lose 40 or probably. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> spend money to go racing yeah who who the fuck does that yeah you know what i mean and uh, does that help the sport no, you know to no have, you're just like, a, you're just a game i don't think filler. it changes anything and he's a badass like the, we saw yeah. in the you know we saw in the night like he can be yeah he can yeah. run and <clears throat> i think that there's there's a lot more guys that can run the speed. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's like a bit of a misconception in the sport mm-hmm. from like the, if you're just a fan that watches the races mm-hmm. at night, you see like, let's say like Bogle mm-hmm. that's in eighth or ninth or 10th or 11th mm-hmm. in a 450 main event. Mm-hmm. You think that he's like not fast enough. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if it was just practice track, practice track, lap time out, him and Kenny, like, Oh, just, they're neck and neck. The going. speed ain't yeah, yeah, gonna be that yeah. different. No. And then it's like same with Tanny, same with you. Like mm-hmm. the speed's not the thing. It's kind of like this whole program. Yeah, and there's yeah. such like a a building like momentum mm-hmm. that gets built for you to be one of those like top guys. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's like you just gotta sharpen a sword for years yeah. and years and years. And I think that's kind of like a that's kind of like a misconception people had with World Supercross. Is like if they don't get the names, the mm-hmm. racing will be boring. Mm-hmm. But no. it's like it you, doesn't matter. You can put them around in a circle; <clears throat> and it's still going to be good racing. It doesn't yeah. matter who or what. If you're yeah. a fan of racing, it's good racing. Yeah. You know. Um, but I just feel like that for Tanti or CDR or whatever clouts, and it's a cool concept for them to get on a bigger stage. But as far as them, because. I think right now the end goal is still America is the greatest. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, but for them to come there, it just it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm the type of guy just like you go where you can make money in this sport. Yeah. Stay where the fuck you're at. Yeah. You know? Because there's, no, there's only so many places. Exactly. There's, there's not a so lot many, of them. Exactly. You know? Um, yeah, so. It Being is. a 10th place guy in the States doesn't pay very well. Does not does not pay and like you said you know it's like big fish small pond mm-hmm. it's really hard to be a big fish in a big pond yeah yep. yeah no. so. there's only a few of those guys oh a hundred percent and that's every sport yeah, yeah. no a hundred percent a hundred percent you know unless you're a generational talent 
Where you're young and you got time. Shout out to Daniel Blair for coining a new phrase in the sport. That doesn't come around every <laughs> well, day. Generational talent. Dude, fuck, I came up with that. Was fuck, that you? Yeah, fuck Daniel. He don't know what he's talking about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, yeah, it just... One you get that trademarked? Huh? I should trademark it. <laughs> we need to we yeah. need to play it like filarational talent. Like that needs to be like a butt patch that you start uh, running. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's got a good little ring to uh, yeah, it. I, reckon, you know? I think we need to run uh, that. It's funny, but yeah, it's fuck. You get down a fucking rabbit hole here, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's what we do. So in the press conference, um, I said to Kenny... I think you need to go to these guys and ask for like two million bucks. Like, because essentially he ripped up a million dollar HRC contract mm-hmm. to do World Supercross. I think he took a bit of a hit up front that I think like longer. I think it's net positive for him because mm-hmm. it's like Kenny's uh, jet's coming for that 450 ride. Maybe, maybe Sexton's not there in 23. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he is. But either way, Jet's like the future of Honda. Yep. And then you've got Hunter right behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hunter's going to point out at some point. So it's like you're going to have the dream scenario at American Honda is to have like those two brothers there. Yep. So it's like realistically, like there's no room for Kenny. So it's like you can keep your million dollars for doing your Supercross next year or you kind of almost make a bet on World Supercross. He made the bet on World Supercross. He wins the World Supercross title, albeit two mm-hmm. rounds, say what you will. Mm-hmm number one plate next year you go to them and you say like look i know you've got a bit of money you need me to carry this you need someone to carry this yeah pay me the money the teams are probably going to be a little bit pissed off because the teams like you said you know they'll be like they'll be like oh well you know we're going to struggle to get there but i think everybody if if this is this is me talking from my Mm -hmm. perspective the teams should also encourage that and be like look we get it and that's why i sort of said with joey because that's the problem right you pay Mm -hmm. one dude Mm-hmm. And then you got the next dudes like, well, I'm worth at least this, and then yeah, yeah, I'm worth yeah. at least. And what about me? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody, it where it's all just like, yeah. hey, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Everybody, chill. Like, let's just all of us strategize really quickly here, and go. If we got this one marquee dude that can literally put the sport on his shoulders, take it around the world. Like you said, next year is going to be the hardest year for him. Put that bitch on your back and just be mm-hmm. be that guy. And then the teams leverage off him. And, you know, that's like they they sort of see the, I guess they see the value in having him there all year next year. Then you go and you just race five rounds of World Supercross, uh, of AMA next year. Every time Kenny gets on the box or any time Kenny does an interview, you go like, I'm just here warming up for World Supercross. I'm just here warming up for World Mm -hmm. Supercross. I'm just Mm -hmm. here. Fuck, the optics of that are unreal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what do you you think about that? I... I See, I I see it from uh, a team standpoint more than... A rider standpoint because World Supercross is essentially paying for Ken's spot to win them the championship. So mm. Ken rode for Yuriv, right? Yeah. Yuriv didn't spend any money on Ken. Yeah. It all came from WSX. How is that fair? Mm. Logistically, club gets, you know, whatever it is, a 400K for the two round series or any, all the teams got 400K, whatever it is. And they have. That's to, insanely good money, eh? Yeah, but it goes down every year from there. Yeah. And they have to take that, and then they got to go get their riders. Okay, so a team gets Kenny given to them, paid by the series, and then they still get the other money Yeah, to go get three people. Mm. And, you are, and you're getting, like I said, a generational talent of Ken Roxon for free on your team. How is that kind of fair? Yeah. It makes it, that's 
that goes against the grain of what World Supercross is. But yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You, yeah. They need they need Kenny. Yeah. They need these guys to keep it going. It's hard for a team <clears throat> to piggyback off Kenny when Kenny's not on their team. Yeah. It's easy for you, the Honda guys to sell because they already got Kenny. Mm. But how does the Yamaha team use Kenny to sell their product and their yeah. marketing? Yeah. It's kind of like, fuck. That's a good point. I wonder if there's a way where... So, like... Um, in live golf mm-hmm. they basically like you kind of get this like sign on that's then, how that's that's funny you say that live live golf world supercross world supercross should be paying the riders their contracts yeah and then just let the riders have them develop their bikes yeah. and have their own mechanic and yeah. fucking go yeah i'd be i would be down with that to where instead I could, of like doing the team thing instead of doing a team thing yeah you know, I think that has a way better value than anything else. Of it just being like riders contracted to the series, and yes. then you almost yeah okay, yeah instead and of then, having the team. And then team. you have then the WSX does an evaluation on what your worth is. This is what you make X. Boom, you go racing. They carry your crates. You go with your mechanic, your crew chief, your rider. Boom, you go get your personal deals, and you're on your merry way. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a cool way to go about it. You know, mm-hmm. that way there you can pull Kenny's and this and that and whoever the fuck you want, you know, instead of giving the money to the team and the team getting, you know, going to get a Phil Nicoletti or a Joe Blow or whoever to ride for him where someone doesn't know who they are, you know, yeah. allow WSX to actually compete against, I don't know, the American manufacturers and go pick them or yeah. GP guys. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, because I think that we're in such like a new... Uh, we're in a unique position in our sport and that's been the thing that I've said the whole time where mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, they need the manufacturers to get behind this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, no. I have a race it's, bike. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's so easy to go. I mean, yeah. Ben knows. It's so easy to build your own bikes. What would nowadays. Chad's bike be worth, you reckon? Full retail. Yeah, and I mean, you're getting most of the shit for free. I don't know. Give us a 40, 50 grand. Fuck all. <clears throat> fuck all in the grand scheme of things it's fuck all yeah, well you, you can know. I mean the parts are so good these days you can build you don't need much no you d- not for super a piston in the head a little, a little especially in a 450 map. yeah it's like well, what do you need yeah I yeah, I can hardly handle a stock 450 as it is on a super cross track yeah. you know like dude that's not saying much no oh, well that's true <laughs> that's very true but you don't you, you don't need it yeah you know? um so I don't know, but I think that would be the way to do it. Just go rider to series, have your contracts, do your values, and if you want to do three year deal, do three year deal. You want to do one year deal, do one year deal. Yeah, I think Adam and the boys, that's the way they should go about it, because then they can get people they actually want to deal with. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I so. wonder, like, because I haven't thought about it in that sense, and I know that they're like pretty locked in with some yeah, of the yeah, teams. Yeah. I wonder what the. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that they have thought about doing just individually i don't know why they went the team route i'm not really sure but yeah i wonder if like kenny is like the the championship wild card for next year and he's not on a team and then he does get paid direct by them mm-hmm. and then it's like well this is what he's worth to the series and then there's they do like one other wild card spot yeah, yeah. and then it's basically that then the teams like they're not none of the teams are out because that is kind of that is kind of, yeah, like you Reeve mm-hmm. claims a world championship mm-hmm. off 
Like, he just literally got given that guy. And if Kenny was on a KTM, then I probably would have gone to... Well, not the MDK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's just, like, a weird, like, luck circumstance. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. you're right. That's probably, like, the sticking point for those guys. Yeah, I think it was still a lot of work it, for you, Reeve, though, because... Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Kenny's coming from the factory team. Yeah. And then getting on a privateer bike. Yes. And so... You still have to you still have to dedicate the time and the resources yeah. to it. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no doubt about You're it. You're just not out of pocket that not, big salary. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. big I mean that's the biggest yeah, chunk. That's a big that, yeah. that's a big whammy. Yeah, know? especially for a guy like so, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, but I think uh I think for Kenny's like legacy in the sport, like we just we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like these guys that have like this, you know, the legacy in every other sport, you really hear that kind mm-hmm. of that kind of talk. And I don't know if why it's different in our sport in that in that sense, but I mean, imagine being Kenny. Like this is me, the storyline guy of mm-hmm. you know getting to talk about the sport. It's like that's a fucking dope legacy, you know. Like mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get that 450 Supercross <clears throat> championship in the US, but it's like to be responsible for for taking the sport globally, especially when you're a guy that came from Europe yeah, and yeah. you have to like grind your way to the top in America. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like there's a better story for Ken. You know, I'd rather like if you looked back and let's say the world supercross series popped off over the next 10 years and it did become a huge success. Like fuck, you'd want to look back and be the guy that mm-hmm. did that. You know, you would think that would almost count for more than winning an AMA championship. You, yeah, you would think yes and no. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I guess like well, the American Supercross is yeah. like the you know still the pinnacle. But if it took off to the point where that just become a legitimate series that gave forty dudes a spot for the next X amount of years, and like you were the one mm-hmm. guy that stood up and went and did it, I, I kind of think that probably does count for more than one. Because I don't think anyone ever doubts that Kenny is good enough to win a championship. Oh no! Like, you know, no. I feel like you know what I mean. There's no asterisk yeah. next to his like ability to win one. I no. think he probably should have won one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. You don't win two outdoor 450 titles not being yeah. a fucking badass. Be a world champion. Yeah, like come on. <clears throat> Give my left nut to be have that. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. But yeah, I just. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I. I just want more money for the sport. Yeah. Not not for me because it's going to be past my time. But for the next twelve year old kid that's coming up, yeah. I just want it to fucking change. Yeah. Why do I have to have all these battle scars and this and that? Doing something I love for not a whole lot of money. Yeah. It's it's fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. And it's not only that, but it's the medical bills. It's everything that comes comes along with it you sort of live a life as well like you'll live a life now with pain Mm -hmm. you'll live a life with like constant like this sport will constantly leave its mark on you way past your retirement day 100 you know but and in a sense that's cool but a sense as a bank account number you know what i mean it's not that cool (laughs) you know (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like you know when you look at the nfl and mlb and all this stuff it's just like you know uh, their toll to rock and roll is far less than what mine was or anybody else that lines up on the gate that's been in the game for 15 plus years yeah. like myself like dude it's it's a fucking grind yeah. you know and and if I didn't wasn't smart and kind of save some money and make good relationships with my own personal sponsors I would have been out a long time ago yeah. you know and and for myself alone I was a kid 18 to 21 if I didn't have my own personal sponsors that had nothing to do with the sport to keep me funded to keep racing, I would have been fucked. Yeah. You know, 
there's actual people that helped buy my bike so I could keep going because they saw something in me, you know, which is awesome. Without you're just a fucking good dude. I think people want to help good people too, you know. Yeah, but there's still got to be some sort of and and they there was no ROI on on anything. There's not me paying them back for what they spent on me to do it, you know. Dr. Mareska from St. Yeah. Lawrence Radiology, uh, Thomas Fitcher from NFAB. Like, dude, those people supported my, my cause for a long time, even when I was making money, yeah. you know? But there's not, there's a lot of kids that don't get that chance, that do have the talent to be able to grind where they just need an extra four or five years to make it to make money. They don't get they don't get that chance. Yeah. Now, if you don't make it in the first two years, you're spit off the back. Yeah, well, that's what happened to me. But I was fortunate enough, like yeah. I said, to have somebody help fund me to fucking crawl my way back up. Yeah. To to get there, that shit doesn't happen. I was the one in a million to be able to have that happen. So, but it shouldn't be like that. It's and then fun. you think about, especially if you put if you put the hours and the the work ethic. Oh yeah, that you've put into motocross into something else, you're getting paid. Bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you put that into a into a construction company, or if you put that into some like yeah, a fucking car wash, know. you know what I mean? It's like you, the money that you'd be seeing now with your brother out of the car wash versus the shit you make is in motocross for yeah. the hours that you do it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. and I think that my two investments that I've done in the last two years, I've made more, they're worth more now if I sold them tomorrow and just walked away from them, I'd make more money than I've made in the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just, that probably shouldn't be the case to something that's being seen. Yeah. Like it's, you know, glo- it has like this global audience, you know? And I think that that's one thing people don't think about is like your opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what else? yeah you're doing this thing here but to do this thing here you've had to give up yeah. so much other shit <laughs> yeah. in your life and it's like at some point you want to be paid yeah. for that you know oh, 100% and then I think it goes back to like that cultural thing of like people then get, oh you fucking all oh, you do is think about the money it's like yeah. bro that's life yeah. man like no, this, I, it's, it's I don't know anyone that goes to work for free no, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly yeah. you know like it's well <laughs> dude go walk to the supercross track and you'll see a bunch of fucking people that go yeah. to work for free yeah, you know? yeah, and, like, and that's the that's the problem and I and I tell people this all the time like you know like oh you complain you're, you know, you're riding a dirt bike for money that's fine come here and I've said it on the pulp show let's duct tape your hand to the throttle yeah okay and I'll give you to get I think fifth place in a 250F main event I think in the past is maybe 1500 bucks yeah. I, don't quote me give or take a couple hundred bucks yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay I'm gonna duct tape your hand second third gear okay we'll put you at 12,000 RPM and you go around that fucking supercross track, man. And let me see where you end up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And see if that money is worth the medical bills yeah. that you put up, yeah. you know, that you got, you know, got to pay for at the hospital. Yeah. It doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah. But the problem is our sport is a drug and we love it. And the fucking adrenaline, it's, it's like no other, but it you know? also, it becomes this thing where it's like, do even like, even for me, my whole life has been motocross. Yeah. Mine too. To the point where like, I never had asp- I wanted to be a pro race, mm-hmm. but I, ne- I, ne- I never at one point was I like taking it seriously mm-hmm. to do that. I just knew mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to yeah. be that guy. Yeah. But it's like, I never looked out of the sport for another career. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to find a way mm-hmm. to make my living in, in the sport or around yep. the sport because I fucking love this yep. shit, you know? Yep. But then it's like at a certain point you turn around and you look back and you're like, 
Well, I've done nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what else do I do? Yeah. Like these yeah. are my skills. Yeah, yeah. This is my trade. And I tell people, you know, when I started the podcast, like with my, my parents are like, I come mm-hmm. home, I was 30. I had no fucking, literally yep. no money. Yep. I had two cameras. I had that camera and I had the one yep. that's filming Ben. And I came back with, fuck all these two microphones <laughs> that red yeah, box yeah, yeah. and then like my parents are like we'll go get a job and i'm like what fucking job <laughs> what do i you know, I know what i mean I know. like i don't I, this is my trade yeah. this is what i've spent my whole life doing i know this sport i've been in this sport mm-hmm. for a writer like yeah i mean i definitely could have gone and filmed some other i could have filmed fucking weddings and probably made yeah. more money you know snooze yeah. you know like fuck. but it's like for a guy like you it's like, what the fuck do you do? Those uh, skills don't translate, no, bro. No, And, you know, maybe that third year or whatever, I, I was like, fuck it. I, th- I think when I got back from Australia, I told my dad, I'm like, this in 22, 23, I'm like, it's over. Yeah. I'm not going to make no money. You know, the Stroops, the Izzy's Canards, they were making buku bucks, and I'm here struggling to make 30K, 40K, and I'm like, dude, it's over for me. Yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to come back work for the county because that's what he did. My brother does that now, and it's just like, ah, Listen, you, you're still young. Give it another two years. Just just try a little bit more. Keep grinding. I'm glad I did because I wouldn't be here today if I didn't. You yeah. know, sometimes it's just everyone's got different fucking success rates and that's just yeah. that's the way it is. Some people get it earlier. Some people get it later. But in the end, it all fucking equals out, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that one of the cool things. So like, all right, let's take fell. Uh, let's take WSX out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you know, you want to shit on the series or you want then like go ahead mm-hmm. you can do that and if you fucking hate the broadcast you think it's whatever but i haven't remembered i don't remember talking about writer pay this much mm. ever like when when have when have you heard this many conversations about guys getting money and when is when has it become you know like kenny at a press conference talking about money mm-hmm. and then steve astafin in the back mm-hmm. talking about money you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like we are i think that it's been a good thing and then Lo and behold, there's an extra seven million bucks or whatever, 10 million, ten, ten million bucks that came from the super duper cross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dope. But I don't know where that was. And it's like the people like Rick Carmichael like, <laughs> shot me back a message yeah. straight up. He was like, well, they signed a TV deal. And I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so there's, well, it, you know, they only signed the TV deal because there's competition. Yeah. They had to merge together. Yeah. There was no choice. If there wasn't competition, why would anything ever change? No, but that, it's been in the works for a long time, Phil. Yeah. Phil. Yeah. Phil. It wasn't the serious. You're right, you're right. You've been, it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I know it yeah, looks yeah, bad, yeah. but it's been in the works. I don't, sure. I don't, do you know how much it is to win a 450 man event from AMA? 80 from, bucks. No, no. I think like, it's like 10 grand. It's $12,000. Yeah. $12,000. $12,000 to win an AMA 450 Supercross. What did you make for World Supercross? Uh, me, I was cheap. I was five grand. Five yeah. grand around. Yeah. You know, which is nothing. But I wanted to come yeah. to do it because I still, like I said, I got my own personal But you would have got some prize money and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And prize money. Um, What was it? Uh, seventh, I got 3500 bucks. Yeah. You know. For seventh. For yeah. seven in the lights class, you know, yeah. I think to win a 250 main event in the US is 2500 bucks. So you got more for seventh than I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is mind blowing, yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's mind, <laughs> what'd you get at Carter? Uh, 
fifteenth, I still made thirteen or fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, plus the show money, of course. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. for one day racing, it's just like oh, you know. Then you get to travel. Yeah, yeah get to travel. Like like I said, I didn't go there for the racing. That I just wanted to go see other fans and shit. Yeah, so, yeah. But to do the AMA stuff, it's just like, dude, what? Like, and before it. And it, how much it, is the entry fee? Sorry. Two hundred fifty bucks or three hundred bucks. Then yeah. you got to pay for your license. It's three hundred bucks. 350 bucks give yeah. or take yeah, yeah I think it's 400 for a credential yeah it's it's kind of kind of crazy yeah. you know um, so you were saying sorry before I cut you off you were saying to win a 450 main event to is, win a 450 is $12,000 but the way our system is the manufacturer ends up paying the bonus yeah you yeah. know like why is the manufacturer paying the rider and then the manufacturer is then paying the bonuses. Yeah. Why is Alpine Star, FXR, all these people, why are they paying the bonus money? Yeah. You know? It doesn't make any Because the series doesn't make any money, Phil. They're broke. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> you know, and like I said, regardless of WSX coming into play, I'm glad Motocross in the US and Supercross have combined it. I yeah. think it's awesome. It should have happened 25 fucking years ago. Yeah. You know, who knows where we could have been if this happened 25 years ago. So I applaud, you know, the Coons family, Prater, all these guys, Feld Entertainment, like that's fucking cool because it helps us tremendously. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. wish everyone could have had put their guard down to expand it, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's just the way it is. Yeah. And I think um, that's kind of the the point of all of this is that like, you need competition mm-hmm. and so motocross yeah. and supercross they weren't competition for each other they were two yeah, separate exactly. series different times of the year like yeah. who really cares and then you they know? just like we don't need to talk to each other yeah mm-hmm. you know like we there was no incentive <clears throat> for them yes. to come together yes. so it's like can't you need competition like you mm-hmm. essentially had and like apart from whatever people might believe like Davy Coombs, I think is one of the nicest people I've ever Dude, met. Davy's awesome. I, I, <laughs> I don't know anybody. Anytime yeah. I forget somebody's name that I've just met, like yeah. you know when you shake the hand, you're like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm Jay, so I'm Phil," and then yeah. two seconds later, gone. Yep. I think about Davy Coombs because mm-hmm. that dude remembers everybody's fucking net. it's like he has a freak oh, ability to do it's like he's got a memory chip in his head just fucking no it's, I know it's crazy so like that. there's a guy like I've always like looked up to him just mm-hmm. in in that instance mm-hmm. you know it always comes I said it to a chick at Jiu Jitsu the other day like we just went to a new academy mm-hmm. and she's like oh I'm sorry I forgot your name I was like I forget everyone's name yeah 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 I'm and, bad uh, at it and I was like oh this I know this guy in America he literally can remember everyone's name yep. I saw him after like two years from the first time I met him and mm-hmm. he's like hey Jace what mm-hmm. up man but so it's like I'm not against any of this shit like mm-hmm. the reason I'm car- the reason I carry on like a fuckwit mm-hmm. is because A I can and B because I, I want it to become like this conversation yeah, that yeah. people sort of talk about I'm fu- pumped for A1 and, yeah. you know what I mean I want to be yeah. and I want to be an after I love that shit yeah. but it's like at some point you have to stand up for what you believe in and sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to talk some shit on some mm-hmm. on some no, you know on something that's going on in the industry you know so it's like I'm not sitting over here just like hoping for the downfall yeah, yeah. that I'm like I'm for competition no. because we've seen what that competition has done yeah. and you can say what you want but none of this happened until this championship came along yep. and you need that competition and motocross and supercross they were not competition mm-hmm. they were islands yeah. that these guys were operating <clears> on and they both got to 
do their thing and there was no challenge to those things exactly the only downfall i have with it is that we there is no off season anymore they fucked up they everyone wants less races and there's more now yeah it's like what yeah how with the risk versus reward how well not even reward the risk all year it's not like nfl mlb where you can just go to a batting cage you know, hit, dude. You're riding supercross day in and day out, outdoors day in and day. How do you do that every day and not expect something to happen, dude? Ugh, it's How? unbelievable the risk that you guys are exposed. You're to. not in a fucking sim. You're not in a car where you can just hit fucking reset. There mm-hmm. is no reset when you're endoing through the fucking air, dude. No, <laughs> no? it's just like okay, fucking respawn. I'm fucking back alive. <laughs> There's no. no respawn. There's bro. no respawn. You respawn in the back of a fucking yeah, ambulance on your way or in a medivac yeah. back and you're sucking on a whistle. Yeah. Respawn in six yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Fuck. Yeah, it's just like come on, you know? So now we go January to mid October. Insanity, bro. Insanity. There's so many things like that. all right, we're about to go on like another hour tangent just yeah. off like this one topic. <laughs> but that was the thing where again it like I almost was like, dude, stop making me talk shit on you. Mm-hmm. I want a media credential for next mm-hmm. year. <laughs> like, I don't want you guys to think I fucking hate you. But it's just like when you stand at a press conference and say, we have listened to the writers. Yeah. Like, which one? Mm-hmm. Which writer wants 31 fucking races? I'm down to be wrong. Yeah. But I, I just don't know any. And they all, like, you guys talk to me. That's yeah. my job is to talk to these guys. No one wants 31 races. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And bro, the mechanics. It's like people... Well, it I've, never ends. I've seen, when I was working at JDR, crazy family yeah. disputes. Oh, like wives ringing team managers being like, this is a fucking joke. We've got a newborn baby and he can't come home. Yeah, bro, you miss one flight and you're fucking done for two. You don't see your family for two weeks. Yeah, It's insane it's, to expect it, that shit. Yeah. And our sport is even tougher because you fly commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not flying on private things. Right Dog after a game. Yeah. You're, you're fucked. You're burning up two to three just travel days a week just flying because you're going commercial taking red eyes at yeah, 4 a.m. Yeah, flights yeah just so like. he, yeah we've done it he's done it with JGR where it's just like you know we've done Glen Helen and fucking pin it to LAX to take a red eye back so yeah. the just boys so you can, can be, be home yeah so they can be home like dude just for one day yeah yeah come on and then they're back on the road on Wednesday you yeah. know doing the same grind It's it doesn't make sense if you could travel in luxury to where you can leave same day and go do it all like yeah that's different but we don't have the money to be able to do dude, that dude I'm friends with Formula 1 drivers that fly private everywhere yep. and they're fucking burnt out <laughs> yeah tough life man. so like if you're you know? the, if you're a Formula 1 driver that is burnt out from travel and you're flying private yeah yeah. Then there's like, imagine what it's fucking yeah, like. You make your yeah. own schedule. Yeah. And they're still burned out. And even that, they, it's yeah. not fun. Like it's not, it's not, not good that, to tra- travel that much. And not only that, their hospitality is Insane. better than a five-star hotel. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not going to fucking... They're not sleeping at the Holiday Express. for lunch at McLaren. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not in New Berlin, New York, in Unadilla fucking, <laughs> you know, in a cow pasture. It's just, it's... They got good mushrooms yes. there, though, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just... It, it's fucked. I don't know. And then you see... You know, I see sex in October 8th going quad, quad at the Honda track. And I'm just yeah. like, fuck me, man. How do you... Yeah. Well, that... And so, uh, this is another point. 
I hadn't thought about this until I was talking to Hill mm-hmm. for the, the podcast, right? And I think that this actually is probably one of WSX's biggest fucking ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. You can't ride. You can't <laughs> ride. You fly in on a Monday and you're doing press Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday. You get like one day to recover. You're doing mm. press Wednesday, Thursday. Then you're at the track Friday and Saturday, and then you're out. Yeah. You can't ride. And guess what? It's a great you schedule. You can't ride, and you can't ride, and you can't ride. So we can all fucking relax. Oh, and we ain't, doing, we, ain't doing, we ain't doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Fly in on a dog shit flight. Then you race Saturday. Fly out on a dog shit flight maybe get home Sunday to have mm-hmm. one day then Monday Tuesday mm-hmm. Wednesday now can you imagine if I just said that mm-hmm. 31 times in a row what I just don't, that one week schedule mm-hmm. imagine if I just sit here and say that 31 mm-hmm. fucking times how ridiculous that would sound that's reality and then in the middle of those Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday three hours on a bicycle two thirties plus two I know it's a that's suffer it's, fest it's a, the it's, sport has just gone to this point where it's almost at like a breaking point mm-hmm. for guys. And you yes. see it, dude. You saw Dunge <laughs> dip out early. You saw Ricky dip out early. You yeah. saw Villo dip out early. You saw mm-hmm. Stewie dip out early. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fucking leaving the sport. The Basically, the goal now as a Supercross rider is to come in, win three championships, make all the money, yeah. retire at 27. And then yeah. guess what? You're 27. You don't know what the fuck to do with no. your life like Dunge. No. But you're so used to that schedule. Now you're bored. Dude, a hundred percent. That's because you've lived off a drug since you were five years old, and that drug's gone. <clears throat> you have withdrawals. Yeah. You sit there and you're scratching your neck like a like an addict. You know, I go through that now, even just when I'm injured. You know, but the, yeah, I don't think they understand the the grind that goes into it. Yeah. I, they they have to know it because they're going through it themselves. Yeah. Dude, yeah Davey's yeah, yeah. going yeah. every single weekend. You know what I mean? Then yeah, they got the, Loretta's and they got all this stuff. So they got it's. But the Feld guys do 17 rounds, then they fuck off for the summer, right? Yeah. Then yeah. you got Davey doing 12, 12 rounds. 11, yeah. 12 rounds now, yeah. plus Loretta's. And yeah. then during Supercross, he's doing fuck all. Yeah. Not, not that they're not doing anything, yeah. but like they're not But they're not on the Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. No. And then the parts you got to go through. Like, <laughs> think about budget-wise. And now I'm just thinking about like World Supercross, right? So Hill gets in, and it, it, it doesn't become about being the fittest because now to win in America it's like who's the gnarliest guy and there's a putting time there's a point where that's dope but there's a point where it's also super dangerous Mm -hmm. like you said you know I and and I struggle with that now because like I feel like just me myself I feel like a pile of shit because I haven't done anything you've got that crazy guilt and that anxiety that comes because you see sex and going quad quad and last week just sitting you know in Melbourne yeah it's cool to be there but I'm not riding my dirt bike I'm working at a hotel gym I'm running you know but I'm not fucking riding I'm not you know feeding that fix that I live off of during the week you know it's like I'm itching to wait to ride on Friday you know the states you you don't get that but i don't know there's got to be a there's got to be some sort of balance it's either you're all in or you're doing this over here where it's yeah you're just racing on saturdays yeah you know yeah i don't know but i don't like the way i feel right now i just been having beers and lattes at the moment i feel like <laughs> too many gym beans yes yeah, too many gym beans welcome I feel, my world yeah, baby I feel like, <laughs> hey you sound an awful lot yeah. like a podcast <laughs> i need to get out of australia it's not good so um but yeah it's 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 too much mm. it's, t- it's just too much 
Yeah, so I think you're going to see, guys, and, and this has been the question that every, even people that are for World Supercross, the question is, is like, well, who's going to ride for him? And I'm like, after the weekend, yeah, I'm like, you know who's going to ride for him? The motherfuckers that are just over it. Yeah. And the, instead of being 27 and retiring from AMA, Super, like, who's <coughs> next year? Supercross only. And it's just like, I'm fucking out. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to grind. I can go and be a badass on a dirt bike. And I can have my Friday practice and I can mm-hmm. dial my shit in mm-hmm. and then I race on Saturday and then I fly home. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have that anxiety. Yeah. That because I know yeah. Kenny can't train. I know Eli can't train. I know all the all the boys aren't training. Mm-hmm. So we're all just we're starting to live now more like a Moto G P rider. Mm-hmm. And more like a you know, you'll probably take your mountain bike traveling with you yeah. and then you'll probably go like, All right, where's the local mountain bike trails? And mm-hmm. you'll do some mountain biking and mm-hmm. but you just you're not exposed to the same level of risk yeah. and it's like you do your boot camp but you get in crazy shape and then you carry it through you have to it's not like i don't even know how how do moto gp this might be a really dumb question probably get roasted how do moto gp guys practice they don't they don't right period no they have they have like super bikes that they can go yeah, ride. yeah, yeah but okay. like they can't ride their race bikes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like <clears> us <throat> but even that so jack like he rode he'll go to like after Barcelona, he rented out the uh, after Barcelona Formula One. He like went and rented the track and yeah. did like a bit of a track day. But mm-hmm. yeah, right. He's just doing like motocross, and he like he loves motocross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just doing heaps of motos on his bike. Mm-hmm. And Dovey rides cycling. a lot of moto. What's that? Dovey rides a yeah, lot of moto. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I can't. I I myself I can't ride a MotoGP bike to get ready for <laughs> yeah Supercross. They, it takes some sort of sharpness and skill and repetition to be able to keep doing it. But not four days a week of not two four day. days a week. But you need you still need two days to keep. You can get away with it for one or two weeks, but three weeks after that, you really start you start to lose <clears throat> that edge. Yeah, and it, it, it happens. You know, for Cardiff to here, I'm okay with you know I was able to go home after Cardiff and ride three days, but if I had to do that for another two weeks like I'm doing, fuck, I don't... No, nah, I think you're just discrediting yourself a little bit. I don't know. Everyone, you're just coming from a place of, oh, that's all you've known mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just think that there's guys that... Might be. You might be right. Because Kenny was shit on Friday mm-hmm. at, at Melbourne. Like, he looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And even he said he was terrible. He's like, it just took me a little minute yeah, to, like, to shake it off, out. You know? off the cobwebs <laughs> yeah, and shit. Yeah, but it ain't, you ain't, you, your speed ain't changing. You as a rider, you're not changing. Like, I just think it's the schedule that you're so used to, you know? <laughs> I don't know. When I look at the fucking finish line and the Supercross trip, I'm like, fuck, man, I wish I rode this week. Just so you can get that. <laughs> I'm like, man, just so I got the feel, you know? But, yeah, I don't... But it would be good just to limit those days just because, yeah. But you can't limit the... That's the problem, like, you can't limit the days in America. Because no. you can... And I mean, dude, James and Chad and Ricky, like, when they were doing the PJs in and out, and they were just, like, leaving the track on, a like, pretty much a yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. morning to yeah. get there. Like, yeah. it, it just became a grind fest. Yeah, like, yeah. who could be the gnarliest dude you're going to... And the main events are yeah. set up for it, you know? So yeah. it's like, it almost... it's gotta kind of and maybe i sound like a pussy maybe I'm no just, no maybe I'm no you're not but it makes a big difference like we've done it with jgr and flying on coaches plane you know even just high pointer we've flown red eye from yeah you know anaheim you know on a private plane to charlotte and it's 
it's nice or getting done at high point and it's a seven hour drive and normally we drive after the races and you're fucking wrecked. That's the worst. It's the worst. And you get home at fucking, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning, you know. You're not really any better off at that point. No, no, no. And you would have been if you just drove home Sunday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you, you, your coach shows up just like, oh, I got eight seats on my plane. Okay, you get done, load up, head to the closest regional airport 10 minutes away, hop on, you're back in Charlotte and 45 30, minutes. Yeah, 40, 40 minutes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. And then you don't have to drive an hour to Pittsburgh. You wake yeah. up at 5.30 in the TSA, morning. Do all the bullshit. Sick bull- people. Oh, yeah. Man. Baby screaming. Yes, yes. Like, it's, if that could be, <laughs> then it wouldn't be no problem. Yeah, sign me up. Like in 30 <laughs> races, I'll go. So, does, <laughs> so like, let's, let's take WSX out completely. Do you think that Feld has the money to pay riders better or differently like have they had this money the whole time to where they could have paid the guys more of course Mm. it's a business model if you don't have to pay anybody more why would you Mm. me myself personally if i had to pay somebody more but i didn't have to there wasn't a reason to who would yeah that's true i mean i'm just saying that like i i don't blame them but Mm. like you said if this has been in the works for years how come it just happened boom when this popped up yeah makes yeah, whatever. And but, like, so before this series came, what would have been the model in your head that Feld should have done to to like pay the guys more? Is it just more prize money? It's got to be. It just, it's got to be more prize money. Yeah. You know, like here in World Supercross, to where you know some guys don't even get their prize money here for World Supercross because they're making so much for their from their teams, which I don't even understand. A couple guys are making so much money. Who were the guys that made the most? You think from World Supercross? Do I have to say it? No, you don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I yeah, don't want because yeah. I don't want to throw them under the bus. Yeah, but yeah, they're making yeah. really good money, but they don't get prize money. The prize money goes to the team, which is I think that, is that's fine. fine as well. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whereas my deal, personally, yeah, I make my prize money ten percent goes to the team, but thirty five hundred bucks, ten percent, who gives a fuck? That's you know a round of beers. But when you make you know forty grand, you don't get that prize money. It goes straight to the team. That's kind of a big chunk, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I think if there was bigger prize money to where guys could maybe just do 17 rounds of Supercross and be okay, like to make a 450 man event, you make 2,200 bucks. Yeah, that ain't much. That ain't much. You no. just go be a local coach at a track and make 10 grand a weekend if you wanted. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. Come on. So. And uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing too that you brought up about like the, the manufacturers paying the bonuses. I heard crazy shit like like Dunge was still getting Rockstar Suzuki checks while he was like into his like multiple year in oh, KTM. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I like never heard that. So like yeah, I, I haven't heard that either. I wonder if <clears throat> I wonder if that pressure from the manufacturers cuz it's pretty much like 100 grand a win mm-hmm. at, at that those guys were getting, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. yeah. And Safe I think pe- people know that that's pretty much yeah, what yeah, what, what people yeah. were getting, you know. So it's like all right, so Carmichael goes twenty four and zero. Yeah. Or you know, Dunge wins fucking eight to ten races mm-hmm. in a year. So that's a million dollars that Suzuki mm-hmm. has to front on top of the multi millions of dollars that that he's <clears throat> getting paid to just sign on and do it. So like, Suzuki ain't making that money in fucking RMZ four fifty and RMZ two fifty. No, no, but they do it differently how they do the bonus structure. I think the first year, I think Suzuki did lose money on Dunge because maybe don't call me maybe they didn't insure his bonuses yeah you, yeah, can, yeah, you can do yeah, that yeah. But. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, so I think the first year they did lose that a little bit, but for the most part, most manufacturers insure, yeah, yeah, so kind of makes a little bit more sense you know so it's not fully coming out of their pocket but, yeah yeah um because i know the jdr did that like they yeah. they insured the guys bonuses a lot yeah. pretty much lot every of, team yeah, does yeah, that yeah, yeah you know but i mean even still like you think about the the level of commitment that that takes for a manufacturer so you've got to pay these guys millions which yep. you can't you can't insure their sign on so like yeah, to, to no, be a, exactly. to be a top guy so to be a top tier team you had like this run of Suzuki of Carmichael mm-hmm. then you had Stu and then you had Dunge mm-hmm. and then no more RMZs <laughs> get made yeah, or sold yeah, so yeah. it's like that pressure for the manuf- and you know the series isn't paying the teams mm-hmm. to be there it's mm-hmm. kind of all on the team yeah. so it's like that model even seems broken dude and like JGR for JGR to go away to be like such a crazy big organisation mm-hmm. And then them to go away, like that's probably one of the other biggest problems we've had in the in the sport is like teams going away. Yeah, and it's like, can you imagine like the Cowboys going broke, or like the Patriots going broke? Yeah, and it's even down to like they can't sell merch. Yeah, that's one thing I was gonna say is like you're not allowed to sell anything at the races. So like what, you can't build a brand. What kind of unless you yeah. do it through felt? Yeah. What kind of team? What? How do you make money as a team? But you're expected to pay millions. Go for the, the top guys go to their Instagram account and buy it through their Shopify yeah. you know like I, that's that's it really the fact you that you know? can't sell anything from your tent like how many shirts would you sell a day yeah especially if you're on a big team right yeah like I, I would love to sell filthy merch or whatever you'd sell you know? shit loads yeah bro. like I imagine you made <clears throat> 10 grand a weekend easy to do bro easy mm-hmm. to do you can't though you can't you're not allowed which is which is wrong, you know. Um, you know, you go to NASCAR and it's just like you know they got all these. They make most of their money off. Yeah, they make most of their money merchandise. off merchandise. Yeah, that's that's where it all comes from. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't know if it'll ever change. To be honest with you, but you maybe know? that, and I mean, that's probably. I actually, I I wish I asked Adam and um, Sando at WSX mm-hmm. about that because. Mm-hmm. I like, don't know the They answer. should be doing it too. I, like they I, should be letting them sell I, shit too. I, I asked. They oh, they, said no. They said no? Yeah. <clears throat> couldn't, couldn't yet. Whether maybe next year they will, it's just maybe I asked a little too late because I asked about a month and uh, a half before. Okay. So yeah. maybe things kind of weren't. Oh, so you asked to sell your own match. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, which would be a little tough with the pits being closed. Yeah. Which that's another You'd thing have I'd to like get to talk some, about. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, about it. Um, yeah. Because the pits are closed. You can't. Yeah. You, you need somebody. Anybody. I like. That's the one greatest thing about our sport yeah. is that 
fans can walk up to our tent. Mechanics, Ben might not like it when they're asking for plastic and shit, but <coughs> at yeah. MotoGP... Just give them the plastic spray. you got heaps, all right? Yeah. Yeah. It takes, yeah. Nothing, yeah, to yeah, put, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. nothing to put stickers on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like our sport is so tight niche that the fans can actually come up and see me walk around. Yeah. They can see Jet. They can take pictures. I can get take pictures, give the birds with normal people. Yeah. People that do that in NASCAR, F1, MotoGP, you're not getting anywhere near anybody. Yeah. No. Fucking forget it. It's um, hard enough to get into a MotoGP pit if you know somebody. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking Let forget alone. it. It's not happening. That's what makes our sport <clears throat> awesome, that the fan can literally be right there, use their cell phone, take their own picture with their own fucking hand. Yeah. That's priceless. Yeah. You know? World Supercross could not do that. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like that. I had people blowing me up on my Instagram wanting to take a picture. Yeah. I'm not walking out into that stadium to go take find this picture people and Dude, it was actually section. hectic too. Yeah. Like when you like, walked out there, it was fucking nice. I went up for to, us. I went up to watch the four fifty man and it was hectic out there. Yeah. yeah. But those people deserve to be be able to see us yeah right there i don't know how they can work that you know that's what i was no just thinking like i don't know what cardiff was like with the with the, the pits, pits are too small too small like you, you couldn't open them to the no, public it'd be even, chaos yeah you wouldn't even be able to move move yeah like, yeah that's because yeah. even issue. at melbourne because the the concourse like they've got the concourse level at the top yep. so if like the pits were out in public mm -hmm. i actually don't know how you'd get to the track yeah yeah like I, yeah. so i think like that's the problem i think with some of the stadiums that they're using that well the stadiums are fucking epic like yeah. how epic is marvel Dude, to be able unreal. to like yeah. we rode lime scooters mm -hmm. from our hotel mm -hmm. every single day shout yep. out to lime yeah and uh <laughs> and like you know so it was it was so sick but even you just you can't get down there so no, yeah. i don't know whether it's like a logistics thing yeah i don't know but i i agree with you i just i didn't I for me myself because I feed off of that and that's what I that's the reason why I go yeah to ride is cool but to be able to see the people and actually take pictures with them that's yeah. that's the whole point of it all you have you like know? a cult following so. yeah yeah so it's kind of <laughs> to me that makes sense that's why I flew 25 hours to fucking get there is to see the people yeah and for them just to see me on a dirt bike yeah yeah that's cool but it's not but the you're same. a squid yeah so. yeah no 100 percent. you know i was a squid on saturday anyway but yeah so i i don't know did you sign autographs anywhere uh i did no i just did like a meet and greet up in this pub area where i could have easily got sucked into and said yeah and just said, be like fuck yeah, yeah fuck racing i really wish i was up there on the on the piss with all the people there because it looked like great rad time but we did in cardiff you know but yeah. there's so many people in cardiff they shut the streets down and realistically you could only get 150 people through there in a certain amount of time before people yeah. got to get out of there yeah. you know like kind of sucks yeah dude know? it was like even we did a two and a half hour nearly three hour meet and greet mm -hmm. we're like and I, it was funny they're like because we're sponsored by boost yep and they're like oh just sit next to chad and i'm like i ain't fucking nah. i ain't sitting <laughs> next to chad there's no yeah. posters yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. I ain't no, doing that, I, so no. i just stood in front of the thing yeah but man it was like i i could have stayed there even yeah. longer you know there was just so many people that were yes. so fucking pumped yes. to yeah. have supercross and I think that even when you put all the other shit aside, yeah. like just that kind of made the whole thing mm -hmm. worth it to me, you know, mm -hmm. and Cardiff was it just the same yeah. from, from all accounts, yeah. you know. And I and I realize that now that I'm older is that, it, like I said earlier, those, the people that are showing up there are the ones that are paying my bills. Yeah. 
they do a hundred percent you know that's and that's the that's the only reason why i'm there people that go to nascar or whatever races they're not buying what kyle bush is driving or yeah. whatever yeah. they they don't give a fuck they care about you know buying the <clears throat> fxr gear that i'm wearing or whatever that's it you yeah. know that's how i connect with people and that to me that makes sense at 20 years old i didn't give a fuck you yeah. know what i mean but now i understand yeah you know so yeah yeah, no, it was definitely cool to see that many Supercross yeah. fans and that those people were, like, getting to see races, you know. Yeah. And before, it was just we had to fly to America to do it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that, that they just yeah. cannot fly to America to mm-hmm. see I mean, Supercross. ticket prices are through the roof these days. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Insane, bro. Yeah, it's... It cost me $1,200 to fly to Townsville just for Jack's wedding. It's an hour and 20-minute flight. Yeah. That's... that's gnarly dude gnarly i mean my ticket to come here was yeah five grand just to get here fuck yeah it's expensive yeah you know so but to me it was worth it so yeah it. but if you're trying to do that with a family of four you ain't like, doing it yeah no. i mean yeah you're not doing it no so but yeah i definitely the merch thing i didn't know that about <clears throat> about um yeah, i can't do world it. sx we, that just has to get fixed in my opinion yeah and you know and it's thing like i'm down to be critical of mm-hmm. those guys too, you know, mm-hmm. like that shit that needs to be fixed. But like, uh, you know, at Feld and stuff, um, they do sell Eli's stuff. They do sell certain people's stuff. You know, that should, it's not. You can sell it, but you have to give them a cut yeah, through there, their merch there's trailer. Some sort of yeah, there's some yeah. sort of interaction fee of whatever it is, which is fine. But do it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Not just Eli Tomac. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I know he's about as motherfucker there is at the moment. But yeah. keep the playing field the same. Yeah, you know, so yeah. equal opportunity. Doesn't but people want to come buy as much as him. Yes, people want to come buy a shirt from you and have it signed. Yeah, when they buy it, like yes. that's part of that, the experience. That's part of the. That's experience. what that's they don't what necessarily it. want your twenty dollars no, shirt. No, no, they no, want no. to come meet you yes. and sign no, the shirt. They when want they buy it, it. Yeah, they want to spend the thirty bucks on the t-shirt so they can be like, "Hey, I bought it." They stand out and be like, "Hey, you know what? I respect it. Sign it. Yeah, yeah. your merry way, dude. It should be. This is how it should work, right? You should have a quick shade that's next to the Club MX tent. You go at 11.30, I'm signing autographs at mm-hmm. my merch tent. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a chick that's like, you'd probably have a, some smoke show mm-hmm. chick that'd be dying to sell you t-shirts. <laughs> yep. And maybe three or four. <laughs> and uh, they stand there and you've got your, your filthy fill and yeah. then you've got fillerational talent and mm-hmm. you've got, you know, you've got a couple of your logos, you've got some yeah. butt patches, you've got some sticker sheets that you can sell. I they grab them and then they go to your line. You can sign it. You can take a picture. Bro, you get 300 like 300 shirts yes. at fucking $40 a shirt who gives a exactly. fuck what prize money you're no, making I you know? know and that cost felt zero money total of zero dollars yeah. no I know and then you get yeah. fans that go home fucking pumped man and yeah. then that's another dirt bike that's on a t-shirt it's, that's walking around Subway or the, you know the yes. mall yes it should and be no. whatever happens in the stadium is Feld's okay yeah. on the stadium premises but out in the paddock okay the team's riders should have the rights I feel like to be able to do whatever I just think that's somewhat something basic that can be changed yeah you know yeah yeah um, and I think that's just like money in the bank that costs mm-hmm. no one it costs no one but the fans to put their money where they mm-hmm. want to put that money mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean and they you know exactly <laughs> where it's gonna go and mm-hmm. that dude we make money off merch and it really helps mm-hmm. you know it's like a big part of the fucking program that, yep. we, that we put together yeah no I, I think it's I think it's key yeah it is anything else you want to talk about from from WSX or while we're on while we're on the topic no no I think it's okay will you be back next year you think 
I'm gonna race AIM outdoor. I'm gonna race outdoors. Oh, so you you'll miss out on the on yeah the thing. yeah. I'm gonna. I want one last good run at AIM outdoors to get back to how I was, you know, six yeah. years ago and kind of relight the fire. The fire's still lit, but get back to where I know because the past two years have been kind of rough for me. So yeah, um, yeah, one more year and yeah. then, um, maybe transition out and kind of see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, so. and I think that'll kind of be the play for a lot of dudes. You I, know, like, and I for me it's don't mean to cut you off but i love outdoors yeah i yeah there might not be a whole lot of money but i love the fucking grind of outdoors yeah stroking out in the summertime i love hammering <laughs> i do i don't maybe I'll, i just love electrolytes yeah <laughs> I, I do i i do I, not love it yeah I, <laughs> I love being you know at club in the summertime stroking out you know getting heat stroke hammering down on little kids that are fucking complaining like that I, I feed off that because it's just something I enjoy and motocross is the ground roots level of our sport yeah. supercross is not outdoors is yeah. you know I'm not riding a 65 rider hammer on Club MX main track you know or on a supercross track I'm watching them on the outdoor track fucking holding the bitch fourth gear pins you yeah. know yeah. I eat that shit up so they gotta start on outdoors before they get to supercross so yeah, I think it's badass well I, I think too that that's kind of like I made that video that said like uh, motocross is the uh, is the one that's on the chopping block or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, and it's like I, I, I in a so in a sense they're the one that lose they might lose out on a couple of top tier riders mm -hmm. like let's say Coop oh yeah like, okay yeah so yeah, like yeah, in yeah. that sense yeah. but I'm like in my opinion that's not a bad thing right no because Amart is out of the sport now mm -hmm. he's a fucking G mm -hmm. bro mm -hmm. like that guy's such a savage yep. you know Amart there's guys that like they're just they're not gonna make it in Supercross mm -hmm. and then guess what if they don't make it in Supercross you don't even get a fucking shot at the outdoors yeah, yeah. you're not gonna get good equipment you ain't gonna get shit yep. and then you're probably just looking at retirement mm -hmm. which is like Amart <coughs> that dude can ride motocross for mm -hmm. years longer than he yeah. than he's got in him yes. but now because he can't ride 450 indoors mm -hmm. he don't get a shot at riding no. outdoors and that's kind of the thing that everyone's missing it's yeah. like dude if if some spots are freed up for motocross, yeah, yeah, I ain't mad at it. I know it's I gonna know. give, and it's gonna give guys like yourself. It's yeah. gonna give more people a chance to. And I think I was, I was sort of trying to get to this before, but I ended up fucking going a different mm -hmm. direction. But it's like I think people honestly thought that you'd have like World Supercross, and then it's like, oh, Kenny's the only fast guy there, so then he'll basically run away from the pack and lap everybody, yeah, yeah. and then second place if it's like Joey and he was. 12th in a supercross mm -hmm. main event mm -hmm. then he'd be like 12th place distance apart from yeah, him yeah, but in yeah, second yeah, no, yeah. no it's not how it fucking no. works no. and it's like <laughs> then let's say five guys go out of motocross mm -hmm. that just means that's like five positions up the track that you yeah, are yeah, yeah. running that pace yes. so it's like no one suffers no, here no. there's still dudes that are going to be it's the same fucking sport mm -hmm. with the guys that are going the same speed yeah you've got your outliers that are going to go it and they're going to break away from the pack yeah but it's just no different yeah and it's yeah. better I it's agree. better we get an aimer that stays imagine you guys get a chance now you get guys going all right i'm doing supercross only i'm doing motocross only and then you get aimer that can spend all year grinding yeah. mm -hmm. at motocross and he comes to round one just ready dude mm -hmm. he is a savage mm -hmm. you get a chance to go and just be a savage your yeah. bike is dialed in everything's dialed in we that sport is now better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i mean amart's over it he's retired he ain't doing nothing but like for him to ride a 450 
in the states is a lot harder yes but if he wanted to do here at world supercross he would have had no problem yeah because it's more tame yeah. i think he would have had a blast doing it you know there's just a different concept but as far as outdoors yeah if he was to skip outdoors or supercross and then just do outdoors he'd be pretty badass but the fact that he you know you do 17 rounds of supercross and you get this shit kicked out of you and you take hits you come into outdoors yeah. and you're dude you're behind the eight ball yeah. you know even <laughs> though you've been riding and racing you don't have the time logged and it just fucking like i said as soon as the fucking train gets off the tracks just a little bit it's over it's hard yeah. to get it back on yeah yeah so i, I really think that motocross is kind of like better off for guys mm-hmm. that you know there's seats that open up in a sense for mm-hmm. guys that just get to put in a full seat like a full outdoor prep yeah and you know like the same boot camp that you'd put into super you get to put mm-hmm. that into moto it's like mm-hmm. i actually think that you start to see a better series because like you're right motocross can't go away no. and it will never go away no. because that's no. the shit that we all grow up doing yeah. and I, I just honestly see this as like a little bit of an opportunity yeah in a sense. yeah little harry joe can't his family's not going to take him to a supercross track teach him how to ride yeah. It's not happening, yeah. you know? They got to go to the local track, which is somewhat dying a little bit, um, to teach him how to ride, yeah. you know? Then that's just the way it is. But, I mean, off tangent, I mean, it's still amateur racing at a whole is at an all-time high. Like, mm. You know, I went to Loretta's last year. I should have went this year just to kind of, like, check it out. But there's more people now doing those races than ever before whether it's because there's actually more people or more more older vet guys that are going down doing one class with the big rigs but dude i've never seen so many people at loretta's normally it used to be lot three or area three was the farthest place now there's like area fucking eight that's insane <laughs> you know it's in, it's insane and then you look at the gncc and you see that Man. picture this, yes. this weekend ungodly amount of people yeah like the sport is thriving, you yeah. know, and it's badass, and that's at a motocross level. That's not at a supercross level. Yeah. You need you need that. Like I said, those are the fucking people that pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I completely agree. You, you, you have to have it. So, but think about how many people go GNCC racing. Like, tons. dude, I want to do yeah. one when I get back over. You're <laughs> fucking shot. <laughs> I would love to do one of those things. Eh? I I would. I'd like to do a two hour one, not three. You we know? we do six and eight hour races here, but like it's a team deal. Mm. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, kind of like relay stuff. Yeah, yeah bro, yeah. it's so much fun. They're called Transmoto races. Mm. We did one oh, a few months ago. I've never. It was like a a freak Nate like. It was like a natural phenomenon yeah, of yeah. like this place that never gets rain. And then they just got like, and like, it's like angels pissed on the track for a week. <laughs> and the, it got these ruts in this riverbed. So they had like this big riverbed that just had this like black, thick loam with like black sand mixed yeah. in with like the perfect amount of rain. And the it was just going like up. And then into the like into the yeah, bank yeah, and yeah. then down and then kind of up like half pipe ish dude style. just like a half yeah, pipe yeah. for and this thing went for like twenty minutes and then That's there was badass. so there was like fourteen minutes of the loop was that kind of trail mm-hmm. and then single track through trees mm-hmm. there was like no dust and then you kind of got like a rocky section there yep. was like this big bog hole you had to ride through but the ruts in this one <laughs> section it was like flow state mm-hmm. riding because the <laughs> lap was so long. You just got into this crazy flow, stand up on the pegs, no hands on the fit, like yep. brake, no hands on the clutch, and just bore up, the whole, <laughs> yep. bro. And the ruts like curled over, and you had to be standing up and leaned over just That's to not. Have, it was <laughs> the most insane shit ever, and it went that for eight rad. hours. 
and then you just you do a lap and it's about 20 minutes yeah and then you just give your transponder to your teammate and then you go but by the end of the race me and my brother were just like fuck this yeah, like yeah. let's just lap this thing <laughs> and no shit I, and I'm not like the fittest dude I'm definitely not the gnarliest yeah. dude I couldn't lift my I never like when I got off the bike for one of my last laps I couldn't even lift my arms up yeah. and I still went out for another lap it was yeah. that fucking yeah, sick I, those I, races are amazing yeah and how much did it cost to do that race oh, I think it's like 600 bucks for a team sick. so you got like three people yeah, like 200 bucks I think I think G, that's why I think GNCC crushes it because it's I think it's 50 bucks yeah dude what 50 bucks yeah, right something like that yeah, it's pretty go cheap ride for two hours and not only that but like let's say you're double a <laughs> double a whatever you go at 10 30 a.m yeah you're two hours you're done you can go home yeah that's you know, so sick you're not showing up at the moto track 8 a.m practice <clears throat> and around till 4 30 in the afternoon you is know it, is there do they do any team stuff or it's just like one just no, no just individual stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean I know tons of families from back home that go do it. Yeah, yeah. And then we have these series now, J-Day races and stuff. Like, it's uh, that sort of stuff I think is thriving, you know. Um, And then, again, at the amateur level, I still think it's thriving because everyone's the next James Stewart, you know. But, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty cool. Well, I think that guys like Osborne doing his GNCC Mm -hmm. races and then Coop went and did local races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people are really starting to realize. Like, I was mm-hmm. so locked in on moto as a kid. It was mm-hmm. just all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do laps of a track. And, I mean, I still love that shit, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. like I said, I'm every single weekend, I'm going and I'm just doing laps. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm so much more into, as well, like, just the global scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Like, doing these transmoto events. Yeah. And, like, we just did 11-day ride from Cairns to the tip of Australia and it's like would be right. dude eight hours a day on the bike like just doing big k's and yep. wide open like we've been doing speed runs like 150 k's an hour just <laughs> fucking holding the thing wide open the fenders flying everywhere and it's but, like dirt roads where you you got corrugation and you're in bulldust and the, it feels like you're on a carpet yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah what just I mean? sliding around yeah i think that kind I, of stuff's fun yeah i think i mean we've done it we've went up to the mountains and i have more fun going to a local Wednesday night ride with my boys yeah. than I do at a Saturday national, you know, like, I don't know. There's just something about it. hanging out, And that's, that's why we all do it. Go there, have fun with the boys, crack a quarter's light afterward and yeah. have a couple. Talk shit to talk each talk other. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Talk shit to and on. <laughs> yes, each other. exactly. That's, that's literally why we do it. Yeah. You know? So I think that shit's coming back too. Like I, I really I think I, so too. I think that's, I think we're all better off if, <clears throat> if that stuff like really makes a heavy mm-hmm. comeback too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like Coop came to Charlene's, you know, stupid back to the root store or whatever he was calling it. But that's what it was. We just went, did local rides and hung out and seen average people. And yeah, it was, that's what it's about, yeah. you know? So kind of brings you back to reality on why you really did that. You just got to remember that in June yeah, when you're in yeah, the fucking yeah. dog days of summer to be like, all right, wait, why am I fucking doing this again? You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. The, that's like Sealy was saying that even he's like, all right, I'm coming back for racing and mm-hmm. it's just fun. And then he's like, I was miserable for most of Cardiff. <laughs> and then my wife was like, fuck, dude. Like, I thought you said you were going to have fun. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's right. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. that, uh, what's that family guy thing when he's playing golf? He's like, this is fun. We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. literally what it's like. No, it's, it's, unless you're doing good, you ain't having fun. I don't care who you are, whether Sealy's been in or out of it for, you know, you're still competitive. That's just the fucking way it is. That's why I got into it in the first place, right? 
Greatest sport in the world. Dude, this year's outdoors was... Pro- like, I think that reminded us all why we fucking love this shit. Like, that was so hectic. And, like, the level that Tomac and Chase were on outdoors this year was yeah. just straight up ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh... <laughs> not bragging, but even when I, I've gotten eighth, fifth, and sixth in the 450 championship, okay... I'm not doing my horn, but I still think that's okay. That's really good. For, I, I will give you that. <laughs> I I feel like after watching those guys this year, I'm like, dude, I think what I have done is a complete waste of time <laughs> compared to what those you two did. You can barely ride. Yeah, I can barely <laughs> ride, you know? And I've had Tomac go by me like I've been fucking pinned to the wall, you know? This year, I think if I was out there doing the same thing, I think I wouldn't have I'd look like I was C-class compared to those guys. I went to Ironman and I watched those guys and they were gone, Chase and Eli, compared to Anderson, Dunge, AP, and those are badass fucking guys. The baddest. Bad. And it was just sad to be like, okay, those guys are on another level compared to those guys and Anderson just won seven supercrosses. And I'd never heard uh, YZ450 more wide open in my entire life when I walked the infield of a outdoor national i'm just like fuck it's crazy eli was trying to literally snap his fucking throttle cables <laughs> like he was trying to snap them and i'm just like Dude, i don't even belong out there <laughs> well that's like when that when he was on that 23 and that i think like swap or someone oh played. yeah uh paris Dude, yeah i know play I'm that like, shit right it's, it's just like just you'll have to turn it up on the box yeah it's just box, fucking sure. wide clyde on a fucking meteor ride day and i'm just like dude he making the bike look like it's a yz85 yeah, i'm like are you sure it's a 450 <laughs> <laughs> prove it walk up to the after he's ridden it and show me I, the yes, fucking cylinder head show me the bit where that's actually a 450 dude, and i had the same thing at car yeah let's listen yeah to like this. this like dude Turn it up, turn it up. I, I can't even watch it because it makes me mad. You know, <laughs> they just, they look good, huh? They do look. Will good. Will you be on one of them next year? Yes, I will. Uh, I'm supposed to have them here pretty soon. I think I'm so. gonna. I'm just gonna buy one. Yeah. Turn it up, turn it up, dude. dude. No, <sighs> the guy's just a sicko. But then he make the bike look small. Yeah. Like it's not even. Uh, I mean, compared the to the bike, pretty right narrow. Now, yeah, like it's. They needed to do that. That bitch was fat. Some like them thick. I don't know if we need them that thick. <laughs> I'm all down hey. for a thick girl, but that, that bitch was thick. Yeah. Track looks super fun to ride to. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the dude's a nut job. It's, I mean, even at Cardiff, I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me? I don't understand it. Yeah. Like the, the physics that are at play there. Even the, the thing that's gnarly as well is yeah there we go dude <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's just out there trying to blow it up he's doing R&D testing you know? <laughs> uh, yeah the dude's a sicko. There's no doubt about it. I just yeah. fucking love it for him. You know? I'm so glad that we got to see this dude do his thing. It shows you how capable a stock motorcycle is too, by the way. That's that's like what more. And what's mind blowing to me is you know you need uh, a, you. Uh, what's mind blowing to me is you need a uh, a license to go buy a street bike and ride it out on the road or whatever. An average Joe 
can go buy one of those things <laughs> yeah. and rip around in a cornfield. Like what? That's what I tell people. I'm how like, does that fucking make sense? How can an average person that doesn't know how to walk and chew gum at the same time <laughs> go buy one of those fucking things and be like, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. <laughs> You're not ready. No, you're not ready. <laughs> you know, you're not ready. First gear is going to own you. <laughs> you know? So it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm like the world's top selling 350 fucking ambassador. Oh, like all I do. The 350's awesome. All I do is I'm like, hey. The 350 is the greatest machine I think ever. Anyone that talks to me, why the fuck don't everyone make them? That's like the bike that you get when you're not that dude. Yeah. Because yeah. no one should have... A 450 that's not that dude and like I rode I didn't have my 350 because we were doing like a build thing on mm-hmm. it at the start of the year so I stole Sammy's 450 mm-hmm. and it had some good suspension on it and then there was like a little part of me for like a few seconds that was like so maybe I can ride a 450 yeah. <laughs> and then it got rough yeah yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, then reality. I'm, oh, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reality <laughs> sets in. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, no, this is what it actually is. And then I went, so I did the Stark launch in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And then that thing is ridiculous, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, I'm, that's going to change everything really? pretty much. Yeah. 100%. And then I went, <sighs> I went straight from there and we went to Manji. And then I got on a Gas Gas 450 at like one of the gnarliest tracks in the world. And bro, I was like, I could not ride a dirt bike. And then by the end of it, I ended up in the last moto. I just pulled off and sculled a Jack Daniels and did a fucking burnout in the dirt. Cause I was like, this is, comp- this is yeah. unsafe for me. Like I actually shouldn't fucking be here. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And it was the difference between a hundred CCs. Mm-hmm. If I was on my 350, different story yeah yeah just the power delivery i think you know at an amateur level 16 year old kid doesn't need to be riding something like that you know what i mean i think now they're starting to learn that they don't need to ride stuff like that back yeah. when you know when i was in a class in 05 and stuff you needed a 450 but now like the open classes at loretta's and stuff most of the kids just ride 250s yeah you know like well the 250s are so fast now it's yeah, like yeah yeah I mean, <clears throat> yeah when you think about it 250 now is faster than race bike pc race bikes back in 07 08 you know yeah, what i mean like, yeah it's not even comparable so yeah i think uh <laughs> those things are a problem for the average <laughs> joe <laughs> yeah. they have yeah. no business yeah 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 when i think i don't even belong on one of them and i'm just thinking <laughs> yeah you got fifth in an outdoor yeah, yeah, on like a 450 a, yeah. and you're like that's too yeah, much yeah. <clears throat> on a jgr 450 fyi if you put wings on it you would take off you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah it's it's mental i just Yamaha, what are you doing? If Yamaha made a 350, like that 250F motor, mm-hmm. that's probably the best stock motor of a, of a dirt bike I've ever ridden. I've ridden it. a bunch of bikes. Like I've been riding, I pretty much, I got on a 250F when 250Fs became 250Fs. Mm-hmm. So I've literally ridden like every generation mm-hmm. of those bikes. That Yamaha 250 is ridiculous. Like it doesn't make sense how good that, that bike is imagine if they just added a hundred more cc's to that bitch that is a dream bike yeah that is that is too yeah i don't know and it's ktm's top selling bike the 350 is yeah seriously yeah i did not know that that's their top selling motocross bike you cannot they it's just so easy to ride yeah yeah yeah, you don't have to ring it out like a 250 but it's not like gonna it's got the torque, but the you nimble out. feel as a 250. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing that I noticed, like, riding a Stark bike, is that the 450 
And that's the thing that I always just didn't like. I just didn't trust them when mm-hmm. I was on, under acceleration. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like a lot of this yeah, yeah. going on. And it's just like, I ain't that good to know what the bike's going to do. So I'm yeah. just going to play it like super safe and just like not use the throttle. Yeah. And then like when you get on the stuck, there's like, so 450 mid-turn and it's just like, bop, mm-hmm. bop, yeah, yeah, bop. Yeah. Everything you're doing, it's mm-hmm. like fucking mm-hmm. trying to stand you up. Mm-hmm. And the stark just doesn't have that. And I feel like that's what you get on like a 250 or a 350 or a 125 yeah. is it's just not fucking trying to stand hmm. you up all the time, you know? That's interesting. I, I've never ridden a Stark. I've ridden one of the Altas and I about died on one. <laughs> uh, what happened? Coop's bachelor party. Remember we were out there? Yeah. Um, Garrett had one. Oh, that's right. I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. And I don't even think it was on full power, but I forgot I was on an electric bike and I come out of a corner and I hit the gas like I was on a normal bike and I was pointed to the sky. <laughs> I was literally pointed to the sky and I'm like, oh shit, this is it. Uh, dude, the, the the power that they had was crazy. And the stocks are like way more than that. Really? There were dudes that, because they got a 60 and an 80. Yeah. And there were dudes that we only got to ride the 60. So they didn't have the 80 going there. Ah, okay. And they were got like, I'm pretty sure watching uh, like swaps videos and stuff, mm-hmm. they turned it down to like 85% power. So probably around like 50, which is pretty much 350. Wow. So like my, my 350 has like 55 horsepower. So it's like they were turn, turning it down even then. But like, they're so sick. And in the air, like you'll pretty much never go over the bars again because if it just dies it dies no nah, well you the panic rev that yeah. you give on a, on a dirt bike you've got you hit the rev limit like you hit the rev limiter yeah. and the wheel only goes so fast yeah the stark's got no rev limiter you so can go to top it. speed so you can literally just be like like it's crazy <coughs> like it's a, so di- it's yeah, crazy yeah 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 so it's like if you're going over the bars and you had the presence of mind to shift into like yeah, fifth yeah. gear and hold it wide open yeah to, but you don't so be more rotating mass in the yeah. rear to keep it down yeah Dude, I don't know this might sound another dumb question but it doesn't lock up so if it just dies it just dies mid-flight right yeah yeah like there's, it's not like an engine can like yeah lock, lock yeah. up and pitch you forward no, no, right no. so then if it does die in a transition it just dies oh, yeah kind of like that concept (laughs) (laughs) i'm already trying to picture like how it would be all right maybe i got a better chance of surviving yeah yeah you know huh um back to the ktm though fun fact i was the first one to race at in a supercross montreal 350 yep what'd you think Uh, of the 350 racing in supercross uh it was awesome yeah i i raced in the 450 class obviously in montreal 2010 um casey letter was ktm team manager at the time he's just like hey the opportunity to go up racing canada you want to go ride a 350? I said, sure. They gave me 250 suspension, put it on the 350, and the thing was a fucking dream. That's so sick. It was awesome. Like, to this day, one of the best Supercross bikes I've I've ridden. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. 450 is a lot when you're kind of pinballed in between hay bales and stuff like that. So, yeah. 350 is just enough to where it's just like, okay, kind of fun, but you don't feel like you're on a death trap. Yeah, yeah. Dude, know? I can't imagine riding a 450 in Supercross. And at the speed that you guys are going it just seems like not the move yeah they're not to be honest with you I don't think they're as fast as what everyone thinks they are because they get pretty deep they're fast for the start don't get me wrong but then once you shift out of start mode I think they're pretty pretty usable really yeah yeah okay Mm -hmm. so you think that whole argument is a little bit overhyped I think a little bit yeah Hmm. like I mean Ben knows I'll take you for that yeah there's a lot of um I think there's so much electronics now that yeah, you can exactly. really really yeah. yeah I mean you can 
delay, you know, retard timing from 25% up to 30%, almost like you got a fuck, your clutch is completely smoked coming really? out of corners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, so, where you can do ignition timing and everything is it's pretty crazy. So what do they do? So you think that the guy, so like a 450 outdoor bike would be way faster than a 450 indoor bike? Oh, yeah, 100%. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's going on there? Just like mapping? Because I actually thought about that the other day. So... We're out riding. Um, I was doing like that coaching, some coaching stuff with mm-hmm. BT. We made mm-hmm. like a video for our yeah, channel. Yeah. And um, fucking legend. Yeah, I love it. Townley's rad. The man. The yeah, man. he's awesome. Um, and Brock Flynn was out there, who's a local racer here. Mm-hmm. He fucking rips. And he had this practice bike that has like 140 hours or something retarded on it. So any races are 350. So they actually dropped the rev limiter on the thing. So that it couldn't grenade on him, so that he could keep like really? practicing on this fucking beater, and uh, but I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, maybe I need to do that <laughs> because my bike is fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... And then it becomes like a rental car, and yeah, then yeah, you can yeah. just hold the thing yeah, flat. Yeah, I mean, technically, that's what you can do. You can yeah. delay, you know, throttle positioning all the way up to a certain percent or whatever you want, and you need the right guy to be able to do that for you. But it's all it's all capable. So what do, what are the top guys doing now in that sense? Do you think these days? Depends. Like the factory teams, most of them are using factory ignitions. Yeah. From Japan, and then some of the other teams are using get ignition or vortex ignition. Yeah. And it just depends. Like Phil said, who you have tuning it. But if you have a guy that knows what he's doing, you can. The possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, Dean Baker, when I was at JGR, the, the stuff that he can do with my my get ignition that I had was unbelievable i mean me and barsha i don't know how many starts we've pulled i mean it's a lot yeah a, a lot just from <clears throat> advancing timing takeaway timing but it's, it's crazy what they can do on shift points and everything like that you know it's i don't know i'm just a dumb motocrosser but um we had shift lights and you know start map lights to where we rev it to at 8500 rpm it's just it's wild it's a lot more a lot more goes into it than just fucking yeah you know pulling the clutch in and going letting the letting it go you know dumping the clutch when the car goes sideways so 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 the like a, a bike like what ando would be on or well, maybe eli's different though because it seems like all the reports you hear is like they he wants the most power mm-hmm. um out of all the other guys but so you, so you, you would have some supercross guys that are like they're needing everything out yeah, of it yeah and they're like retarding the ignition I a think, little bit yeah i think if someone is to ride Eli's bike, which is as much power as you could possibly get, but he uses every bit of it yeah. versus Kenny's, I think Kenny's is quite slow. Yeah. Really? Yes. Kenny sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Kenny's, I think all Hondas sound like the vacuum cleaner, but I've heard from a few people, Kenny's bike, maybe they've ridden it, maybe they haven't, but it's it's slow. Yeah, you know, right. but Kenny has so much corner speed and momentum. Yeah. He yeah. does not need, he doesn't yeah, need just the, the way he rides. Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't need a fast bike, so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of wild to think. About. Remember when he's on RCH, they went back to stock outdoors. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Stock yeah. like bike. Yeah, pretty much it was a stock bike. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I I heard that he <clears throat> had he went away from like the factory suspension. He went away from like all the factory shit. Went in sixteen. I and think they went back to like stock wheels and everything. Really? Yeah. That, it makes sense. Like, look how fucking good that thing was, you know? Because I think that you can... And it was one thing that I, I can't remember who I said it with, but I would always it would always blow my mind that you would be... Oh, it was when I was talking with Sleater 
and then mm-hmm. it, that new Honda came out and you saw Kenny just ripping the fucking bag yeah. out of the thing at Star West yeah. and it's like that's the first time I've seen a guy really testing a stock bike mm-hmm. because it's like <clears throat> and I, th- I think it was like Cooper KTM or something where it's just like you fly in day one on the job you sign the contract and you're just on a race mm-hmm. bike Mm-hmm. And then you just don't, you don't even know the motorcycle yeah, at yeah, all. So yeah, it's like, yeah. where do you go? You yeah. go, you, from that point, you can go up, down, left, right, side, side. Yep. You have out. a base. You've yeah. got no idea of like what that stock it's, motorcycle is actually capable of. It's kind of how it should always be. Start yeah. stock and then start adding parts. Yeah. There's been a few guys that I know, even myself, you kind of get lost in the sauce, yeah. you know, because you don't have an actual base point, yeah. base point stock. That's yeah. kind of what you need to yeah. go by, you know? Then you slowly start adding clamps, races, subframes, seats, pegs, whatever linkages, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. One step at a time. So, because you get on a factory bike, you could be fucking any way to Sunday and you don't even know which way's up anymore. And you know? Yeah, and that's happened a lot in the mm-hmm. last couple of years yeah. with some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, you can see it, eh? Yeah. And like, but you got to wonder, too, there's got to be a part of it where and like this is kind of valid mm-hmm. where it's like guys need jobs yeah you know there needs yeah. to be a suspension guy there yeah. needs to be uh you know, whatever guys are in the mm-hmm. shop that are kind of doing it and it, you you wonder how much of it is coming down to like guys just needing to justify their job because it's like <laughs> if stock's fucking good enough then but how many mouths does that uh, cut I, off you know i will i will debate that oh, i'm open to no it. no yeah yeah, uh, yeah. We can't run stock on what we do. It can't withstand. Yeah. Motorcycles aren't meant to do what Eli does on a dirt bike. The hubs, the transmissions, all yeah. that sort of stuff, yeah. literally, physically cannot handle it. The whoops, the rhythms, like, dude, it's not happening. And there's a lot of stuff that does break that you never hear about, mm. you know, on race teams, you know, out at the test track, transmissions, yeah. chains, hubs, sprockets, that shit fails. And it happens a lot more than what people think, you yeah. know? Yeah. And if that was on stock, it would happen a lot more, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's kind of Some of the wild. stuff you change is a safety issue yeah. more than yeah, it's a performance exactly. issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah, you're yeah. putting, you know, stronger hubs on, stronger foot pegs, like it's not necessarily yeah. a performance thing. You're just... Trying to get some durability out of it. Yeah, when you think G forces, when you're going three three quad, yeah. you know, just on chains and oh. and any, it's, yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, you know, and you look at a chain, it's just like, man, that's not really that thick or whatever, but or hubs and it's, it doesn't take much for something to go wrong. So yeah. that's why you you're you're not doing that on stock stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, completely. I'm I'm mm-hmm. also meant like a guy going like, oh, we've got twenty five cam options yeah 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 and we've yeah. got yeah, 35 yeah. triple clamp yeah. you know you know you've got that yeah. that guy kind of like he's a full-time employee yeah. of a race yeah time. yeah yeah so 100%. it's like that you but then you give all those options to a dude where it's like let's just run stock but let's just make it stronger let's yep. like make this bitch billet and mm-hmm. then let's fucking mm-hmm. or let's use it every like re-replace it every yeah time yeah, yeah. you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. there'd be so many guys that it's not like they're justifying their job in a neck like that's mm-hmm. not a negative sense but it's like mm-hmm. they've got to do something yeah yeah you know yeah. when you're when you're kind of on the payroll so it's like how but how many dudes get fully lost in that whole program of like a guy that they just get given all these options or starting on something where you're like all right well this was the bike that dunge went on because mm-hmm. i've heard people like I, i've got a friend that rode kenny's uh bike and he's come back and was just like dude how the fuck he rides that thing mm-hmm. 
is insane yeah. with like his suspension yeah, setup yeah, yeah. where it was just like it is so whack that I cannot believe mm-hmm. that that's the same thing and I think it was Christian Craig was on Honda at the same time or like mm-hmm. there, it was like he, anyway he rode Christian Craig's bike yeah. as well and was like bro that bike was a fucking magic carpet like I could not believe how nice that suspension was so you've got two guys yeah, yeah, that yeah. were and you've yeah. got one dude that but that was his deal like that yeah. was his setup you know mm-hmm. and it's just like bro that ain't the fucking move no. so it's like you can't then start at a factory bike and go hey Coop welcome to KTM this is the bike that yep. you're riding yep. I just don't think that works no it doesn't it doesn't mm. and I think some teams try that you know they'll do you know, I know Geico was like that they kind of had packages you know yeah. A, B or C and then you kind of take you know A and C and then you you know you work yep. off of which one you like better but if you leave it to a rider, I'm just saying this for me, if they don't know, because a lot of them don't know don't how to know test, either, they yeah. don't know yeah. how yeah. to feel anything. I feel like I'm pretty good on that end of things. Um, it might be a flaw. It's I wish I didn't know. I just went out and rode the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but some just don't know, yeah. you know? Like some can just be out there on a fucking flat rear tire, literally flat rear, and not know it. They're thinking, man, I'm just sliding around out there. Yeah. You look down, it's like, man, your fucking yeah. tire's flat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, just use that as an example, but some just don't know, Yeah. you know? But I think for me, that helped me growing up, you know, just in the days of two strokes and shit like that and jetting and all that stuff. And I don't know, just self-awareness, yeah. you know? So. So should I change my mapping? You reckon? Should I fuck with that? Like get a like a low, like a lower RPM. Like what's the sweet spot RPM? You think that? Like let's say because I got the vortex on there. Like, it all depends <laughs> on what uh, throttle position you're talking about. I don't know. Like, so you're changing it at different throttle positions. Uh yeah, you you can at a factory level. You can change it different throttle positions. Um, then what about with vortexes? Do you know what you can do with those things? Um, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I think it's vortex is a little bit harder yeah um you know vortex sponsors our team but i've spent a lot of time with get because of jgr yeah jgr is actually super nice because it's actually got a digital rpm what do you what do you call it uh, it's um, like a tachometer they call it a gpa yeah a gpa yeah you know it's like one through nine yeah and each one is more delayed you know up to a certain percent throttle up to th- yeah let's yeah. say 20 percent makes a big difference so if you're on a super hard pack track and normally your baseline is three you can go to seven yeah. and it's just like yeah you know versus yet yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's a huge fucking difference so what would you look for out of that like when you were when you had that level of like option of uh, it's just for me so then it's a funny story so i was always on i rode jgr yamaha for a long time and then i left jgr and i went to factory husky and at jgr it was always like a fire breathing dragon whole shots this that but i didn't know any better it was always ended up being kind of super hard to ride for two 40 minute motos mm. um then i went to husky and i'm like man things mellow super power super the you know the del- delivery was really good um and i'm like man i didn't need all that 65 power. horsepower to just rip <clears throat> a start or whatever it made it easier don't get me wrong but it made it easier on the husky at 28 minutes yeah you know and then from then when i went to canada and riding yamahas again i kind of you know I learned and I kind of, you know, changed things around a little bit. So I don't, I don't need some at 250 F you need all the power you can get yeah. 450. You just need something that's smooth and manageable that you can ride for 40 minutes as hard as possible. Yeah. yeah. Not 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 That's, um, I remember being at the test track when Dunge was 
doing his mm-hmm. thing like 12 13 14 mm-hmm. and you could barely hear his bike mm-hmm. like he was barely on the throttle but he was also barely on the brakes yeah like he just was like whop yeah whop whop and you know ne- there were corners where well, I'd talk to him after and he's like I don't use the brake I use the brakes twice on a supercross yeah. track yeah and it's just like damn dude like that is Great, and then when you think of that level, like you, you don't need that much mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Don and Kenny riding styles are completely different, but I think overall bike mapping power is somewhat kind of similar. Yeah, you know, they're not, they're not, there's not many Eli's in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think they're kind of look for the smoother power delivery. Yeah, what was Chad like with that? He just likes a smooth, like, not he. Like when he rode Yamaha, they did a bunch of detuning on it. Yeah. Like through the mm-hmm. mapping because it was too fast. Like yeah, you yeah. said, it like almost unrideable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our bike's pretty basic, honestly. A piston and a cam and some mapping. And yeah. It's really good to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. That's probably like one of the cool things about like 450s. But then even just the sport in general is mm-hmm. like you could be like a crazy competitive yeah. privateer. I think that. People definitely have it twisted, I think, in from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Of like, you need to be on a factory team. You need, like, you definitely, I guess <clears throat> you do to be on a 250 yeah. to then get to the point where you're like competitive on a 450. Yeah, though. yeah. As long as you don't need to be on a factory team, but as long as the team that you're on has really good budget and unlimited parts, the yeah. unlimited parts is what comes yeah. down to. You can't stretch parts, especially on practice stuff. That's yeah. where shit fucking goes. Parts right. and good people. Yeah, parts and good people are fucking priceless. Yeah. So, and, and when you get on teams, lower budget teams, and they start cutting corners with that sort of stuff, it's... That's when shit breaks and yeah. you get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so... But as far as like, you know, on a factory team, you know, even being JGR and Husky and whatever, like there's so much stuff that you can change that you can with, you know, instead of doing sprocket stuff, you know, sprocket changes, you do primary gears, yeah, you yeah. know, like it's that, then your chassis length always stays the same. It just makes it, mm. that stuff makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it makes it always feel like you're on the same fucking bike. Is that, is that one of the fun bits about being a factory rider though? Like to get to work on that or is it kind of a, just a punish? Um, maybe for him to work on it because I, <laughs> I can't wrench on anything. Well, I do okay, but <clears throat> I like it because I never had that stuff growing up as a kid. So when I finally got to it when I was 25, I kind of understood it a little bit more. When you get it when you're 18, you're fucking young and dumb. You don't know any you don't different. Know any different yeah. you know? But after you've kind of been through it all and then you understand like what that part actually does, you can kind of look for it out on the track. It makes a big difference. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just to me, I just think that, that nerd factor, like, it's probably like an underappreciated or like an under leveraged part of the sport mm-hmm. in a way, too. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about, I mean, we got the science of supercross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, they, don't, they don't show you anything good on there. No. Yeah. But like, no. I feel like we don't really know that much no. about, you know, the stuff that kind of does go on. Yeah. Like, on a 450, you'll have a longer first gear. You know, like, you can, you know, yeah. JB likes a longer first gear because, you know, on a 450 in a main event, dude, you're cutting down super tight in corners and it's like an outdoor national out there. Yeah. And you need first gear to be able to seat bounce three in. Yeah. You know, on a 250F, you know, on the Suzuki's, we had a longer second gear just to give us that extra little bit coming out of corner. So it's yeah. kind of a give or take. You don't you don't get that <clears throat> on a no, you don't get model, no. you know, or on a normal team or a regular team. Yeah, yeah. But you hopefully that stuff eventually works its way down the pipeline to the new YZ four fifty. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. So. Yeah. 
It's all those little things that you don't ever see or hear about that make the factory where you have just so many more options. What's Mm -hmm. like the coolest shit that went on a bike that you wrenched on or you rode? Uh, Fuck, I don't... I think it's all all pretty badass. I mean, we did a dual injection on the YZ450. Yeah. It made a thing like... (laughs) Some of this stuff is like, you wouldn't believe how like... Yeah. It rigged up it is just to test it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we rigged some shit at JGR to make yeah, just, just to try it. Yeah, just the oh how do you even call it the <clears throat> to read the shock when it would uh the data for the shock or the oh, data yeah. for the forks and just like being able to pull up and see that data on a screen and you're like holy fuck and then you bring that data like Johnny Oler who was our suspension guy for a long time you bring it to the NASCAR side of things and they've never seen that sort of velocity on forks and shocks before really because their stuff only moves this much our stuff is moving this much at a serious rate you know like Like when you're slamming into a face of the jump in Supercross like the speeds are unbelievable like it's kind of wild that's why our sport is fucking insane on what it how it is like people don't even register that you yeah. know so it's pretty cool but I think that sort of stuff I'm I geek out on a whole all the data stuff you yeah. know what I mean like I think that's pretty badass to do so like when you slow-mo some of the videos we take at a test track and, how, and you see how much like the like, forks flex all oh, clamps yeah. flex yeah, well, like you know, it's just crazy. from filming and stuff yeah. you yeah. know like you, you can see it like yeah, sub, you know, swing arms going this way, subframes going the other yeah. way. Like, dude, it's insane. And then somehow the chain stays straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude, what? We we took one of those Phantom Flex cameras to the uh, the KTM test track one day, mm-hmm. and the level like the the PSI in the tire like you've got the tire oh, yeah. pumped up to like yeah, the yeah, perfect yeah. level yeah. that shit's like bottoming almost bottoming out <clears throat> yeah. on the yeah. uh, when it hit like whoop yeah, to yeah. whoop you know yeah. some and more it, than others some more than others <laughs> <laughs> people don't understand that like there's a thing it's tire roll and transitions you know what I mean you might think it's suspension you know and transitions but it could be actually your tire rolling making your forks feel soft yeah. or you can go from 12 and a half psi to 14 psi and it takes that away you know there might not even be something wrong with your fucking chassis yeah you know? yeah but yeah. you send your yeah. chassis guy on a fucking whirlwind thinking it's yeah. his fault you yeah, know? Yeah. so yeah it's there's a lot of dynamics that go into it so well the this is the the level that suspension flexes too mm-hmm. especially on like those those whoop shots yeah like you can just see so clearly like this dunk yeah. Like the whole bike is literally yeah like the front wheels getting pushed underneath the bike because of up from the flex yeah. yeah and every bike's different you know geometry wise and you know yamaha is somewhat i don't know if it's steep or what steering angle but then they have races you know triple clamps with yeah. the wheel in and out then you get races that kind of kick out you know the wheel and changes the trail a little bit and it's just like stuff like that normal people don't even understand but you know where it's on Eli's bike or my bike or whatever just makes the bike that much better. Yeah. But like you said, you do all that stuff hoping later down the line it ends up on a production bike so a normal person can feel it. Yeah. So I think uh, I, I was thinking about it the other night when I was watching um, just like kind of on the floor watching practice. And so in MotoGP, the ignition is changing corner by corner mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the GPS yep. of the track now it's different Fuck, it's <clears throat> so Jack had at the first round this year his GPS got lost 
So he was coming into it. Full Serato when bro. he should have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like this little chicane that, and he's, he's in this chicane. Yeah. And it's what, what you guys are saying yeah. is like the RPM. Yep. And he's going, bah! And the thing is going, fucking light, light up <laughs> it's on him. Fucking yeah. Just their, their bikes are so sophisticated. Cr- like, crazy, yeah. dude. Dude. We it, could do a little bit of that, but it, you can't really do it in Supercross because we race in so many domes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the dirt's work. changing. Like it does, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder though. Like I've, this is what I thought about the other day. Like the ignitions and all that sort of stuff. It's probably too complex for uh, to be just every weekend. You'd have to go map the track GPS wise. Mm-hmm. Like it, you'd, mm-hmm. it'll just be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Whereas Le Mans is Le Mans, and yeah, it ain't yeah, changing. Phillip yeah. Island is Phillip yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, it ain't yeah, changing. Yeah. 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 But imagine if we had electronic electronics in the suspension to where if you just mark the whoops out mm-hmm. every single weekend then you could GPS to where every time you came into the whoops, your bike just fucking locked up. <laughs> and, and like, you just had this shit so stiff yep. that it was like, that, 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 that. Yeah. Everyone would be jammed through the whoops because yeah. if you set up to have that speed through the whoops, then you're giving up every bit of feel that you could potentially have out of your bike on any other part I, of the track you know I like how you say like oh yeah if you had James setup you'd do it I ain't fucking doing what James did <laughs> you can give me his setup there ain't not a chance I'm in this fucking <laughs> there's no, uh, no way like fuck that <laughs> I'm out but yeah there is they do have that but Ben made a good point with the GPS and stuff because of the domes we do run GPS you know on higher level teams and you can kind of pinpoint you know when they pull up data where it's at what throttle position it just makes it easier versus being on a team you know clubs not there yet obviously to be like hey in this corner here where they can actually go there what lap what time of practice be like okay yeah I see where it's at then they can move the needle yeah it's JDR had uh, you know Vince Barini yeah. Yeah. So Vince was the he's a, he was at PC the little French guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He yeah, worked yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Cali gotcha, team. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Sick. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. So they do JDR. I'm pretty sure that's why there was like a bunch of problems between JDR and KTM. But gotcha. they had they were developing their own electronics that were yeah fucking gnarly, dude. And so yeah, they had like crazy levels of data mm-hmm. that were coming out of of the bikes to where like I remember there was one it was Joey where he was like I'm wide open going into the whoops and Vince is like you are not fucking wide open <laughs> <laughs> just like look, he's like look at the fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. fully you're just 35% like, throttle and, yeah. like, and then he pulls up Malcolm's bike he's like this crazy motherfucker <laughs> is wide open coming into the wolves. <laughs> Just like it was the best shit. But they yes. they had that. Like yeah. they full they had that data, and that was in like 2012. Yeah. That's when it's st- that yeah, stuff started coming around in the dirt bikes. Yeah, because Renee's told me a bunch of stories yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I didn't get it till about 2014 and stuff, and then when I first went with those guys, and then I'm like, fuck, this is awesome yeah. awesome you it's know? cool it, it, like you can get lost that's another place you can get like lost in the yeah, source yeah. Yeah. yeah but like dude there's some stuff where it's crazy fucking handy yeah. to know that yeah. shit you know but you gotta have someone that knows how cause there's a you can fuck it up you really can fuck easy. it up really quick yeah. <laughs> yeah. you need somebody that really knows what they're doing inside yeah. now if you get someone on there and you kind of see that they're a little sketchy and they don't know you're like hey 
fucking X out of whatever you're doing and put <laughs> it back. Out the late yes, days. and go back to where you were. <laughs> just close like, the computer. Yes, yes, just stop while you're ahead. You've got I, your own stocking fish yes, in yeah, your bag. Yes, <laughs> stop what you're doing before I headbutt you. Know, like, it's not going to be good. But yeah, you get you could fuck it up bad the That's, problem with supercross is the consequences are so like yeah yeah one little hiccup and it's over it's over yeah. i mean yeah. look at chad yeah cardiff yeah. like mm-hmm. crazy. Take much. no, no it, doesn't, it doesn't take much would the would that suspend like if you could set up your bike to have like one set of suspension <clears throat> for no whoops and then it's switched for the whoops. Would that actually be a positive thing? Or is uh, it... Not really. So there's not that much of a trade-off these yeah, days? I don't... I don't think so. Not really. Yeah. You know? Maybe a little bit. Um, just for the way the bike pitches and stuff like that and rebound, etc. <laughs> but... Um, but it's not like when we went to Monster Cup, we made drastic yeah, changes yeah, from yeah, exactly. Supercross. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's not like people go to Bur- or Paris and they're just running a setup that has... Yeah a no whoop setting yeah it's just not possible you know we've you know off tangent we've tried daytona settings where johnny's built kind of like a hybrid to where it's just like a little bit softer and stuff like that but because it gets so rough but it doesn't work because the transitions and the g outs are so stiff you you have to have the hold up you just got to deal with the fucking square edge chop yeah kidney failure (laughs) it's just like that's part of it so you just gotta just super gross whoops and piss and blood yeah it comes hand in hand (laughs) so yeah you you wonder though like where the sport can go tech wise though because it's just such a storyline in so many other sports and i I don't know forever and i realize for every one of these conversations you can just play both sides just as easy and it's like it's like well it'd be cool for it to go all tech but then what about the privateers and then then it becomes about who's got the best bike so Mm -hmm. i get it but just Mm -hmm. purely we're just sitting bullshit and yeah it's like you know where can it go is it is it even cool if it does get better in that Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. but i think you know as far as that the, the privateer to factory deficit has went from this to this really yeah, yeah. I, I personally think so it definitely in the 450 class 250 yeah. might be maybe half that but it is a lot a lot closer now like clubs stock not, bikes are just so good it's so good like we're not club mx for example is not star racing yamaha like star obviously still a, a little bit of a better bike obviously but club is i don't feel like they're that far off yeah you know what i mean whereas back in the day you know, if it was 2007 and club was going up a pro circuit, up against a pro circuit, there's no chance. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? That window has drastically changed and people like Jamie from Twisted and stuff like that have done it. Yeah, he's a G. Yeah. He's, a, he's awesome, you know, um, has really fucking narrowed it down. But those people have come from places like Mitch and stuff like, so, you know what I mean? It's all, yeah, yeah. they've all learned and been around the block and, you know, it's not like they just fucking popped out of thin air. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Random, random uh, change of topic here, but kind of in line talking about the privateer deficit. In Oz, in the 250 class, mm-hmm. you can race a 252 stroke. Ah, uh, you can in Canada too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Canada, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, but it has to be a bone stock 252 stroke. It can't yeah. be a works one. Should that, you think that should be something for Supercross where privateers can be on a 252 stroke? Would that like squeeze that gap in a little bit? <sighs> I, just, I don't know that it squeezed the gap, but I in do, my opinion, it wouldn't hurt anything. It wouldn't hurt anything. It might think be a it cheaper helps? cost, but I don't think it's as good outdoor on Supercross yeah, as okay. a 250. Yeah. Just 
you know, when you talk about GPA and stuff like that, I think you can do a lot more with a four stroke than you can with a two stroke as far as traction and stuff like that. Outdoor, when you're kind of wringing the shit out of it, might make more sense, but I think Supercross, I think the 250F is still a pretty big advantage. Mm. Can't you do it in amateurs? Or no? no, 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 I can't. Because no. I feel like that's a, it's like a good way. I mean, it definitely <laughs> brought two strokes back in Australia mm-hmm. in, a, in a big way. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a privateer, then you just rode a 252 stroke. A, yeah. They got a lot of hole shots mm-hmm. outdoors, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys did to the point where, like, the factory boys, like, started complaining. Yeah. I, I don't know. That I new KTM is pretty good. The 300? The 250. The 250 or the 300. Dude, the yeah. 250 is ridiculously Fuel good. injected? like It's mental, bro. <clears throat> I wouldn't know. I haven't ridden one in a long time. The last one I rode was CR250. and Which was a turd. 06. No, it was okay in 2006. Oh, yeah, 06. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. In 06, they were fine. But, yeah, it's been a long time. But Have you rode one of those new ones? I haven't ridden one. I had a 300 yeah. XC two-stroke. That's so sick. Yeah, which thing's awesome. Yeah, Chad I, rode one actually. He said it was like riding a four stroke almost now. Yeah, the three, the three hundred, uh, or the two fifty. I think he rode the three hundred. Yeah, because yeah, they had the ride that. day out of his track. Yeah, for the yeah. dealer intro. But I do think I do think the two the two strokes should race against two VDFs. Yeah, and it's kind of a no brainer. It'd just know? make it cheaper for the privateers. You could buy two bikes you could have a good practice bike a good mm-hmm. race bike mm-hmm. i think there's so many cool guys that would do it too like a jeff walker or uh you know like aj catanzaro like stank those. dog yeah yeah stank dog like imagine <laughs> stank dog being at it like he makes the fucking show on a one two five mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. him getting a chance to, yeah. to do yeah. it but how much does that change results so who cares what? yeah i guess you're right you know i would care because i care about racing but yeah you know at that level but what, so what would your concern be does it change results you know if like i mean yeah obviously it probably would help like if they went from a 250f to a 252 stroke would that actually increase the results or just cut costs i think that i think that it would probably give them a bit of an advantage yeah but it's like uh because you got to think that like racing's not supposed to be fair no, no, exactly. You know, and yeah, I think that yeah. that's I think that's probably a point that like some people people get lose co- they people get, get they lose touch on that. Yeah, the whole point is to have the baddest thing out there, dude. And it's, it's like protein powder. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is it fair that if I'm doing weights in the gym mm-hmm. and I can't afford protein powder or to eat like the perfect mm-hmm. like that's performance enhancing? Yeah, is it fair that someone gets to fly on a private jet mm-hmm. and you know it's like at what point is it just the fucking motorcycle yeah, yeah, has yeah. to be the set? Yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. it's like I just don't think it's fair kind of but to begin with in yeah, a sense yeah. so I, it's like give some advantage somewhere and some mm-hmm, somewhere else you mm-hmm. know but I always laugh at that point because it's so fucking flawed even at my level I'm not you can give me Eli's bike and I'm not doing what they're doing Yeah, yeah. you can give fucking Joe Blow whatever they're not gonna do what they're doing Yeah. forget it yeah. So that fucking points out the window. Yeah. It doesn't even. Yeah. It Do, doesn't matter. And it's like, is it fair that you're not Eli Tomac? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it is unfair because I'm jealous. You know, but <laughs> that's just yeah, like, no, that's why I, you go racing. That's why. Yeah. hundred percent. And to, I think, yeah, anytime you just, the point comes up of like, like there has to be, 
I guess it's like that it's a bigger conversation but you always hear like that equal opportunity versus equal outcome mm-hmm. it's like you got to just have the same opportunity so it's like you get on the line these are the kind of bikes that you can yeah. ride if you're a factory guy you can't ride a 252 straight mm-hmm. and if you're a you know if you're a privateer guy then you can ride a 252 straight you're going to get a bit of an advantage here mm-hmm. but guess what you're still a privateer you're still mm-hmm. in a box van yeah you still you know what i mean like you don't have unlimited parts you just yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like you kind of, I don't know, you're giving them a, some, yeah, 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 giving them something, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you get a privateer guy that might get a couple of whole shots, might get to run some, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get run up front. I get, yeah, I get that. But well, I, well, to say this though, no two fifty two stroke has won an Australian championship, and it's been in the Australian. They might have won rounds. They they might have won overalls, but no one's won a championship that wasn't on a two fifty F. And wasn't on a factory team. Yeah, which has changed. That's crazy because in Canada, it's complete opposite. Really? 252 stroke was dominating. Yeah, Kevin mm. Benoit was crushing it on a 252 stroke. And then, I don't know, either CMA or whatever. It's just like, yeah, you're done. Really? <laughs> it's got to be a stock 252 stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, there is definitely an advantage to it, yep. without a doubt, for outdoors. I just, in Canada anyway, whereas down here, going up against a star bike or a PC bike, I don't think the advantage is still there. But yeah. going back to your point, as far as a privateer, whether on a 252 stroke or a 250F, if they're good enough and they're finishing eighth through 12th, which they are, it don't matter if they're on any of those bikes, another team's gonna pick them up. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Because they understand the deficits, they're not stupid. Yeah. You know, Bobby Reagan or fucking, um, Brad Hoffman, they can see that, or Mitch Payton. They know who's got talent and who doesn't. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to win in order to have that happen. So. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah. you can see the dudes. Yeah, you can see like, the yeah. dudes. got it. Yeah. I mean, Colt Nichols, for <clears throat> instance. I mean, there's only a matter of time, and Colt's always had talent to where he could have enough races to where, like, okay, one podium. Boom, yeah. Just enough to fucking be like, all right, you're the next pick in line. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And there's other people like that that are coming along, you know, that are be the same way who do you think is going to be the next kind of crop of guys that it, like not maybe coming um, out of amateurs but they could get some factory rides not coming out so i'm a bit biased because i i really like him he's a pain in my ass sometimes i want to strangle him uh enzo lopes yeah he's one um and he's been grinding for it for a long time he has but there's a sense of with him and he'll probably get mad but sense of entitlement for stuff which nothing has been done you know he hasn't done anything yet but that talent that good talent is there. He just missing the mental part of it on my, you know, from what I see. And then another one I think that's super under the radar that I think is pretty damn good, Derek Kelly. Yeah, okay. Um, I think he's on AEO, but he was, he's a big dude and he was always nine to 12 on outdoors on a KTM and just kind of grinding away, but he's young. I think in another year or two, I think those are the next guys. I like, I like the underdogs because I've always been like that, the next diamond in the rough type of deal. Yeah, so, yeah. I think they can they can do it, yeah. you know. So, yeah. and then how do you think Colt Nichols goes on this HRC 450? Uh, it's funny story with Colt. I never, I didn't like Colt for the longest time just because I hated the fucking. He's too good looking. Yeah, you, you didn't like one, him. That's he's, he, one way he's good he looking. He's hot as fuck, chicks. Yeah, he's hot as fuck. <laughs> he's good looking. He's got his earring. I always wanted to rip his earring out, and his hair is always fucking perfect. And yada yada. But then he came for Coop's bachelor party, and we partied and had a good time. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Dude, I can't, I can't, I can't, I hate him, but ah, fuck, man, I kind of like him. You're making a half of me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck, all right, you're cool, you know. So I, I think he does good, you know. He's just the injury prone thing kind of worries me a bit, but fuck, I think he comes in under the radar and he crushes it. So yeah. I think he'll be a three to three to six guy. Yeah. So. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see uh, what he can do. And when you put a guy in a position like one-year deal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you, it's sink or swim. Yeah. And then you get the chance of a lifetime. Dude, what a roller coaster he's been on for the last couple of like couple of months, you know, like signs to do the World Supercross deal because he's got nothing, nothing else, else going on. Hasn't been paid for fucking months. That came. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, when that yeah, came out. yeah. yeah. Um, which ones? We've only had one side of the story. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a pretty stand-up sort mm-hmm, of dude. Mm-hmm. So you you hear that, and then it's like, fuck! I just got to go to World Super to make some money. Yeah. And then Kenny gets his deal like ripped up, and yeah. then bang, you're on HRC. Yeah. It's and like, I think whoa. He, yeah, and I think Colt was still making pretty good money for the World Supercross thing, but at Colt's age, you can't not do factory Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Him, no, apart from Rick Ware. No, yeah. no one. I don't even think I don't even, know. Yeah, I don't even think mad. they could be mad at him. Yeah, be like, oh, yeah, go live your dream and ride for factory Yeah, Honda. go live your dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, fuck, you know, I'm not knocking you, but I think he does, I think he does pretty damn well. That'd be you cool. Know? So, there won't yeah. be a more motivated dude either. No, and I think his whole thing, which I don't know, just off record, not, not really off record, but I think he... He kind of was going against the grain, using different trainers. You know, at Star, he wasn't with the Swanee crew anymore and this and that. And I think that kind of... Rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, kind of put you on a different path <laughs> from the other guys on the team. Um, and now he's with Will Hahn, you know, and they're kind of good boys. And um, I think Jordan, Kenny's mechanic, is going to be his mechanic okay. at Honda. So yeah. I think uh, I think they'll have a good little click. And as long as a, the vibe is good and yeah. you enjoy the people you're around... Fuck, that's half the battle. Yeah, because so, yeah, if yeah. you're miserable where you're at, fuck, yeah. it sucks. It becomes a real yeah, yeah, drag. exactly, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then you know, and I think those people, if Colt does have a couple bad races, they won't harp on him. It'll be more kind of yeah. you know, <clears throat> makes it a little bit more secure feeling. Yeah, I'm so. the huge Will Hahn fan. Yeah, yeah, dude, I like Wilbur too. He's just he's one of those like he's like a there's a few dudes where you just won't hear someone. Say mm-hmm. that guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people that would oh, say I'm think a he's, fucking he's dick. A, he's a dick. I still think Will's a dick, but <laughs> you're a the good only dick, one. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, know, like there's some to be like, man, that fucking Jace dude's a yeah, dickhead, yeah. and that's like the Phil <laughs> Nicolay's yeah, a dickhead. No, well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that say that. There there's is a lot no of one that apart from you who's also yeah, a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Call Will Hart a dickhead. Those dudes are rare in moto. It's a cutthroat world. Yeah, and to have a guy that's like. Jet, like just generally loved mm-hmm. by a lot of people mm-hmm. I think it's like that's a testament to a yeah, dude's personality no, I agree and I've been around Will and I've raced each other since we were fucking six years old so um, it's just crazy how the click stays with each other all the way up through you yeah, know what yeah. I mean so it's kind of rad and I always I always looked up to his brother Tommy because his yeah. brother he always rode for Amzoa Honda for all Geico now but uh, Amzoa Honda and then he rode for Factory Honda when I was trying to turn pro in 07 I was just fucking so jealous you yeah. know what I mean so it's kind of cool that he had that to look at to kind of guide him along you know what I mean I never had that. It was a blind leading the blind over here. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, dude. I had to learn the hard way. Your dad you know, just beating so. your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. It, people don't, I don't think people realize like <laughs> the history that guys have. Yeah. And just the amount of times mm-hmm. that like you would have been on a start line with Will Hahn yeah. in your a entire lot. life, whether it's like a local lot. racing or, you know, then you got the nationals and then you go pro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And you're fucking the same chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like yeah, a lot stuff, of uh, shit yeah, going on. Stuff, stuff runs deep. Stuff runs deep. You know, <laughs> I mean, for instance, Sealy, you had him on the show. Like, I used to, 
a lot of people I hate nowadays, but uh, <laughs> I used to hate Sealy back in the day. We had a lot of run-ins, and Ben was there for one of them. But now Sealy and I are cool. We'll sit there, have a glass of red wine, and talk shit on why I wanted to strangle him, you know? But uh, You yeah, did want just, to strangle him I in did Detroit. Want to, I did want well, to strangle him. Is it tits again? Uh, no, no, we were riding it. <laughs> last lap, we were ninth and 10th, 450 main, like second to last corner. Like, dude, who cares, ninth or 10th? He said he ducked the whoop toward the end and kind of endoed into the berm and then smashed me and blew me off the track, and I crashed, ended up 13th. And I got top 10 bonuses pretty heavily from DGR. Yeah, yeah. And, dude. Phil just saw red. I fucking was peeking, and I fucking I got Ben on the back of the on the back of my bike. So Ben was your mechanic at, at the yeah. time because yeah. I was yeah. kind of a filling guy. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of was my role. But this is Ben. We were fucking nine rounds deep because Bam yeah. had been out for a long time. So we got back to the JGR truck. I'm like, no, fuck this, and fucking put it in gear and fucking rode right over into the Honda truck. And dude, it was on. I was gonna, I was ready to strangle Sealy and and Rich's mechanic is an awesome, awesome guys from New York. I've known him from years, and I I didn't care. I was gonna put my JGR bike right through that Honda rig, <laughs> but it wasn't the first. And then we got into it 2010 at Hangtown. He landed on me. I kicked him in the nuts. We rode off. I was <laughs> You're such a dick. We could do a whole show oh, yeah, we stories like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a lot of run-ins, but they're all good run-ins. You know what I mean? Make for good stories. Can any of you guys actually fight, though? That's uh, the thing. Like- I can hold my own. I probably can't go up against you, you know, jiu-jitsu and whatnot, but... Uh, I feel like I could take it. So beating. as a motor guy, yeah, you yeah, can, you can yeah. hold your own. I mean... I, I feel like a lot it. of them can't. I, I feel like that's I can what I feel it. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that point in time, when I'm seeing red, I don't care if the dude can kick the shit out of me or not. Yeah, at least yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go out on your shield. Yeah, yeah. yeah, defend your own. Yeah, right. fuck, dude, knock me out. I don't care. At least I gave it a shot. You yeah. know, <laughs> so fuck it. But yeah, I don't. Maybe yeah, none of us. That's what that's what I don't like. <clears throat> respect to Weston Pike. Yeah, and like yeah, he yeah. could punch a motherfucker. Yeah, like yeah. that was. There was some good technical shots <laughs> yeah, that were thrown yeah. uh, when when he oh, hit nice. Vince Jeez. and uh, dude, I, I think JB needed him on speed dial this weekend. Yeah, I, JB was going to hold his own with that whole deal, but um, yeah, Wes is one of my boys too. We live together, and fuck, he puts on this persona. He's as bad, you know, which he is when he needs to be. But say, dude, I wouldn't fuck with him. He's a fucking good dude, dude. I like if I was in a bar fight and he needed me and I needed him, we'd have each other. You yeah, know what I mean? That's yeah. just the fucking way it is. Dude, know? there was some times in the in the states where like we'd go into like we we grew up like fairly rough. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like doing jujitsu because it's not a yeah, yeah like I can. I had way worse fights yeah. and like this it really doesn't feel like there's that much mm-hmm. consequences you know mm-hmm. it gets pretty gnarly and I feel yeah, yeah. it's good like yeah. I feel like I'm safe but I would like I would go into I think like the first time I went into Old Town ever this guy called like this chick that I was with he's like oh you bit right let's just carry on and I just <laughs> boom and I just like <laughs> popped this one dude and it was in front it was in front of like everybody dude and like, like a, a bunch of the moto dudes were there so then from that night I ended up the the guy's like man you can't do that in America yeah. and I was like man at home it's like talk shit get hit uh, you sound yeah. like you sound like we're all oh, we handled stuff differently in Kalgoorlie you know oh, like, yeah. get the fuck out of fuck here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually no. haven't talked enough shit on him <laughs> <laughs> but so we uh, that was like that one night there were a few boys who were like oh fuck alright yeah, yeah. I got escorted out of the front of the place and then it feels like from then on 
people would just like start talking shit when I, yeah. when I was around. I was like, boys, <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah, want to yeah, fucking do yeah, that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And we're I'm in, uh, there was Sleet at one time. We're in fucking, uh, what was it called? The fuck, the Stampede. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hey, yeah. man. Doing you, your line dancing and shit. Yeah, I'm like, you're pushing it too far. <laughs> like, he was like literally just like pushing this dude to get in a fight. I'm like, I ain't fucking helping you. I don't know what yeah. you think that I'm going to do right uh, now, but I ain't going to do what you uh, think uh, I'm going to do. Sleater's pretty face is going to get messed up yeah, or what? Yeah, yeah, I was just like, I ain't fucking coming yeah. to your rest. I ain't getting hit for you, bro. That's I'm not funny. getting deported for you. And yeah. that's, what, that's what it was. Yeah. When I realized that you can't really yeah. do that. And then I got, there was one time I went, I was in Huntington Beach and I, it was, it actually was just a fight that I got in mm-hmm. that was like, it was just a, for yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. in a bar, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I wasn't looking for trouble and I ended up, I ended up getting like a couple shots in on this dude and then I got pulled away mm-hmm. and I was fucking raid, like just few, <laughs> like post fight, like it wasn't over, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like I got That's ripped the male off species dude. though. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Red you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And if you don't have that, something's wrong. Oh, you know? I, I got kicked out of this place and I'm on the street and I'm still just like, fuck yeah. i just like wanted to hit some dude you yeah. know and then i went i went into another place and then this guy bumped into me this was before i did any jiu-jitsu or none mm-hmm. of that shit and i bumped into this guy and i like fucking turned around and like i was almost, <laughs> i was like i was just antsy and i saw the, this dude had two massive cauliflower uh, ears and i was yeah, like yeah. instantly no, bro okay. i just uh, i went from a pit bull to a fucking yeah. poodle can i, <laughs> and can I, I buy like, you a drink I was like, yeah, literally i was like sorry bro let me get you a drink i've had a rough night <laughs> if i fucking swung on that dude i was straight uh, dead bro funny. i'm with it yeah but i don't think yeah most of us probably couldn't fight our way out of a wet paper bag. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you it's, never know until it goes down. It's the move, though. That's yeah. Everyone's tough with their helmet on. Yeah, that's true. Dude, that's true. Amen. Helmets punch when you hit them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Helmets hurt when you punch them. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not <laughs> ideal. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't. You know, if you have a problem with somebody, go talk to them. If you're going to leave your helmet on, who gives a fuck? You know, mm. what, what are you going to do? I mean, they're not approved. <laughs> this ain't going <laughs> to. This ain't going to do nothing. You know. I mean, geez. I mean, Wesson with freeze. I mean, he had a shoey on it. You think that Wesson's left hand's going to do anything? No, nah, look, fuck it. that was like the that yeah. was one of the best moments <laughs> yeah. in Supercross yeah. history. Though. He got him in the back of the it, neck a few times. Yeah, yeah, you. I know it's funny. So at that point in time, 2016. yeah, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, I was a filling rider still. You know, Wesson and Bam were doing it, and I'm sitting up in the Wiener Stencil Suite drinking a beer, hanging out. You know, that went down, and I'm like, put the beer down. <laughs> you know, I knew that night I was racing the next week in San Diego. Oh, yeah. yeah so I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm in. Dude, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, sitting, I was literally, literally... I remember a clear as day. I was sitting there drinking a blue moon. Yeah, enjoying it, this and that. That happened. I'm like, oh... Fuck, I'm to race. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. So, yeah, it's weird. Speaking of freeze this weekend. <laughs> you know what? I actually feel like a bit of a fucking idiot, too, because I went up... So I was like... I was real, like I DM freeze after the Christian Craig thing. Mm-hmm. That to me was like the last straw. Mm-hmm. I was fucking over it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and I said it to him in the message, like I just sent him a message straight away mm-hmm. after the race because he doesn't have me blocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was Not like, yet. and I was like, bro, <laughs> like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck do you have to be that guy? Mm-hmm. And it can't be fun for you to be this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a professional athlete. And you've got a private Instagram and people can't, you, like that's saying, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, saying yeah, say something, something, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you need 
to be able to fucking interact with fans as a professional athlete in 2022. You're running a private Instagram, bro. Like, that's a fucking real problem yeah. in my books. Yeah. And it's like, I've met him before. He's a nice dude when you talk to him. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it sucks to, it sucks for him to be yeah. that guy. And like I said before, like, I, every single Supercross race, I probably get like a thousand messages from people. And then every time we post videos, there's like, hundreds of yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, going through course. it like I love this shit you know I want to see yeah. what people are saying I'm like it's fucking that's mm-hmm. it's yeah the, that's the whole it's thing. the yeah, barometer yeah, yeah. of like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Where, that's where what you at, do <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah and so it's like every fucking time that dude touches somebody I can't use my Instagram because people are like fuck this guy yeah. like everyone mm-hmm. and then so that's what I, I, after that Christian thing I sent him the message and I was like bro like don't you understand like why this must suck for you like you're living the dream right now. You're being, you're getting paid to ride a dirt bike, yeah. and you're doing well. And yeah. everyone fucking hates you. And it's like easy for <laughs> you to fix this. And I and I never went at him publicly. I even went so far. I started texting a bunch of boys mm-hmm. after that. Um, before that, there was like some other shit that he did, and I was texting some guys, and I was like, "Wait, tell me something good about Vince." And I, I want to make a video being like he's actually a nice guy and mm-hmm. people like him yeah, and it's yeah. like he's just kind of getting a bad rap no one wanted in <laughs> I'm not literally not and I was like trying because I never want to be the guy that like talks shit on yeah, someone yeah, you know yeah, no. and then so I watched the race from the media booth and then so I saw the first corner but mm-hmm. it was like literally the opposite thing so I just see okay, a, yeah, yeah. so I just see, see a first hand crash yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so I and I wasn't watching the monitors they were behind my seat mm-hmm. where I was sitting and then so I just it didn't really register yeah. so after the race I went down there and I shook his hand and I was like hey man like fuck good on you dude like tonight was a rad night for you like yeah. you didn't win you probably shouldn't have won mm-hmm. but this was rad for you as a rider because like I think with him what he does just comes out of like desperation like he yeah. just wants it so bad yeah that it's like he's willing to just go to these crazy lengths and that's so in the moment and it's so out of desperation and that's like at some point he's going to become a good enough rider to where he doesn't have to do it but mm-hmm. it's like he's just not there yet mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was like, good on you, man. Tonight was a fucking cool night. Like, you're in the hunt. You're, before knowing what you're gr- Yeah, before. <laughs> and I, like, shook his hand. He was like, thanks, man. And I then I went and soaked, uh, spoke to JB after it. And I was like, he, we were just sort of, sort of bullshitting. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of, like, pumped for Vince, too, you know, to, like, he was in the championship fight. Obviously, did, he's like, he was like, what's well, exactly what he said. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, what? And then he's like, bro, watch the footage. And, like, fully just. I had no clue till like, Monday really yeah because we left Dude. and then phil was telling me yeah sunday or monday and I'm like, yeah because it was kind of heated down in the pits i had to like jb is one of my boys you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. he's much older but uh and we're t- oh pol- easy bro yeah 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 we're <laughs> polar opposites but you know kind of same but i seen him arguing and like everybody's kind of standing around watching like what's the fuck and i knew that there was an issue so i walked over and it was about to go down you yeah. know like it was kind of pretty gnarly but back to your point just off the track seems okay on the track i don't know what the fuck happens yeah you know and there could be all these excuses on oh, my front end tuck savachi pushed me out but dude savachi wasn't within we 10 all race professional motocross <clears throat> we all know what really goes down yeah. you know what i mean in those situations savachi was nowhere to be seen you had plenty of room to keep going left you hucked a right he was going for kent he was going for kent too yeah. oh yeah yeah he wanted to kill two birds with one stone and that was <laughs> the way it is yeah, yeah. 
and you can't and you can't and, do that and i said to and then <clears throat> to go back to that that christian message like he just was like hey man like this happened and this happened and i was on a different rhythm. and i was like bro at some Dude, point you just have to you have to have own your-, your shit like you are a professional athlete yes you're in control of a fucking projectile yes. on the track and guess what 19 other dudes that are on that start line are in control of the same yeah. projectile yeah. and it's you and it's always you yeah you know and it's like at some point yeah. Like my dad used to say, you fuck one goat, you're a goat fucker. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> He's yeah. fucked so many goats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you I know just, what I mean? I, I don't need to sit here and comment on it because I think people obviously know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But. But so what night, happens? I think something will happen because other something things happen. happen right? Behind the scenes and on the starting lines and yeah. offering to pay, you know. JB ain't a liar, bro. No. no that dude couldn't no, lie. No, no, no. But. It's come to a point where it's just like, dude, you can't offer to pay somebody else, you know, money to do a job for you that you want to do on, you know, that you should be doing it yourself. You know, like that's kind of fucked up. So I don't know. I think it's going to, I don't know. I think something may become about it. You know what I mean? Does he get fired? Do you think? No chance. Fired from Genova? Yeah. No, I doubt it. So they're too you know? tight. I think so. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But how the fuck are they going to be on the same team? I, I don't think so anymore. I think it'll have to be one or the other, yeah. you know? So, but I think I could see Genova going freeze, freeze his way, you know? But I don't know. I think That would he, bum me out. I think the FIM needs to look at stuff like that because, dude, it's clear data on TV. Like, dude, no. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure Vince had a, they're the new spec Dunlop tire. Like, yeah, I don't even think you can get it yet. It's like that's the best tire on the market. And you're telling me you tucked the front right there? <laughs> no, dude. It was, yeah, he was going for a two for one, but it just sucks. It really sucks because even on my worst enemy on the track, I'm not doing something like that. Yeah. You know, as as aggro and dickish as I am, I'm not. I it's just not in me as a person to do that. You know, off the track, yeah, but I'm not using my dirt bike to do it. Mm. You know, so. I think that's it's just wrong. And the Christian JB saying like he said him that was nothing. Like whatever they tipped over, but it's the point. The Christian Craig thing, dude. Third gear bro, tap, bad. Dude, that could have gone yeah. bad. What? Obviously, you know, there's an inside and there's an outside. Both fully prepped with a dozer burn, dude. Why are you trying to thread the needle? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Who's tried that move? Nobody. 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 For good Even reason. Even the people yeah. in unseated practice wouldn't try something like that so it's just yeah i don't know it's it's a shame yeah. it actually it is so yeah. i i but it's just I, beating I, a dead horse yeah because it it's not going to change no no 100 percent. well i just think it's definitely like this event especially when you've got his version of events where he says like i got hit by this and i got this and then it's like you go back and watch the footage you go okay well none of what you said is even remotely part of reality yeah. <laughs> so yeah, i mean and jb <clears throat> is a politically correct person complete opposite of me yeah. and he was fucking fuming yeah fuming yeah. i don't think i've ever heard jb curse and i heard him curse <laughs> multiple times <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it takes a lot so yeah we'll see what comes about it i think something does of what circumstances i don't know Mm, that's just the the fact that yeah dude you just I don't know that you'd want that dude working for you when you you start offering people money to do it before the race yeah it's premeditated at that point yeah yeah it's not it's a bummer it's a bummer you know that it goes down like that and you can you can try and play it off all you want but it's just not the way yeah at some point 
it just yeah. is what it is, no. you know, and you've got to call. And that's kind of like what Brayton said, you know, he's just like, well, dude, you say it, you can be one guy, yeah, yeah. You know, the nicest people in the world murder people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you're nice yeah. off the track doesn't mean that you're incapable yeah. of committing a crime. No. You know? um, yeah. Like Ben said, being a dead horse. <laughs> Fuck. It'll just keep happening until something changes. That's what we... Well, the problem is, is like who gets hurt? You know, and that, yeah. and that was the one. I think that's why I got so upset about the Christian, Christian one. Because he fucking car He went off the track. Onto like, concrete. Onto concrete. Yeah. We can't do that, man. No. Like this game is dangerous yeah. enough as it is yeah. before yeah. you go and send people to the fucking concrete. Yes. Trust me, we're all cool with a little bit of Robbins racing. You go in, you tap them in the apex, they tip over. But when you go front wheel to fork lug, that's an issue. When you come in like Vince did at Phoenix, that's an issue. You can't come in from behind like that and yeah. try and think you're going to make a pass. What? Yeah. Logically, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, not possible. Yeah. So it was lap one. I know. <laughs> I know what lap it was. <laughs> it wasn't a Savachi Osborne situation, you know. So for a title, for last a title, for, right. half, yeah. for half a million dollars. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I get it. I get. It. We all get it. Yeah. You know? I would have hit Savachi harder. Even Savachi gets that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I would I T-bone know. my mom. Yeah, in exactly. Half, exactly. Half a million dollars. Was <laughs> he uh, wearing neck brace for six weeks? I, 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 was, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Sorry, <laughs> mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'll give you 10%. <laughs> so, yeah. But rad. Uh, all right, well, we just did three hours, boys. That's crazy. Uh, shit flies by. Fuck. Thanks for breaking your contract with uh, with uh, Yeah, I'm sure I'll be fine, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's all right. Hey, Freeze, if Freeze is getting away with it, you can get away with this. <laughs> I won't. I'm not that good. Uh, so what's up, what's up next for you? Uh, AMA stuff so um, yeah. yeah get back start my boot camps started a little later um, yeah. Marsh Banks and J Mart have started already and uh, don't know east or west yet um, you'll be ready for anything bro yeah I don't know it's just it's good to be back after the summer that I had and being fuck it was some dark days so I'm stoked to be back and get back to the grind and have a good year so yeah. looking forward to it and uh Sheet metal, you're a YouTube star now, so yeah, apparently, <laughs> indirectly, uh, yeah, I'm going to V8 Supercars this weekend, and then yeah. I fly home next week and just get some stuff sorted from the trip and mm-hmm. go from there. Epic boys, oh, I love yeah. it. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good to shoot the shit. So yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. It. I'm glad I actually got to come to Australia. Yeah, and enjoy the studio instead of half-assed Costa Mesa so I got yeah. the full experience yeah. Yeah, no one wants cool. to go to California yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad I didn't have to I'd rather five, fly 25 hours here to do it so. yeah, uh, yeah I mean there's definitely a vibe about doing the studio yeah. anytime I get a chance to do it that's yeah, why cool. I was like making sure we got it done so. well hopefully we weren't too bad so nah, that was fucking sick yeah, cool. cool awesome yeah. unreal boys alright thank you alright fuck I gotta piss fuck I know Phil's gotta piss that's insane it's cool huh Shit goes fucking fucking time warp. When he said three hours, I'm like, man, fuck, that's not feel like forever, but it really. Whoa.